there, everybody, and welcome to episode 87 of Good Hang. I am Nathan. I am John. And we have a guest of us this evening, or afternoon, or whenever it is you're listening to this. He is a film critic um, for F Magazine, uh, a writer, a movie you mean, enthusiast. You mean, you mean fuck Magazine, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not um, supposed to talk during the intros, but rules are meant to be broken. Hello, people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's a film critic, and we speak about movie... No, sorry, not film critic. He's a consumer advice... Thing. I, I forgot the term. For movies. Yes. Um, but Here's the thing, guys. If you don't like movies, first of all, what are you doing listening to this podcast? And second of all, you are not going to like this particular episode. It is two hours of movie talk. Comic book talk. We specifically talk about Guardians of the Galaxy and Fast and the Furious. We mm-hmm. do a little game, which is fun. And we talk about what's coming out the summer movie season and the rest of the year in 2017. It's a fun one. Yeah. So if you're, mo- if, you're if you're movie buffs like us, you're gonna get a lot of uh, you're gonna get a big kick out of this one. Lots of trivia, lots of fun facts about movies that are coming up, movies that have passed, movies that are long past. Um, but have fun of this one. And uh, if you have any movies to recommend to us, um, just check it out. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and like tweet at us. And you know what, what we should watch. You know, it's all in the show notes. If you want to yeah. uh, learn more about Jed, it's all in the show notes. You can check him out on his magazine, his website, his Twitter, his Instagram, and his radio show. Yeah. So such a fancy guy, this Jed. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, enjoy this week's episode. We'll see you again next week with less movie talk and back to the cock jokes, I guess. There was not a lot of penis jokes this week. It's kind of sad. You want to want to put one in the in the intro real quick? Yeah, but I usually, I usually put it in her outro. Uh... <laughs> enjoy this one. Oh. Hmm. Ash. Oh, I thought you were asking what the hell's a Tetarek. I was like very worried for a moment. <laughs> it's like in Malay, Tetarek means pool. pool. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Tetarek, our, our, our guest brought us Tetarek uh, from Adam Road. Best guest ever. <laughs> um, Want to just get right into it, man? What is that? Yeah. What? what what's that? Oh, is There's it from the cup? Ink on the cup. Is it from the cup? Oh, no. Is oh, it from, from the, the cup? I think it's from the bag. It's from the bag? How is ink coming off of the bag? I don't know, man. This is the start of a horror movie. It's a plastic sheet. I feel like when then we're going to like pass out and find out we've been poisoned through our Oh, hands. shit, we've been poisoned, yeah. you bastard, Chen. I did that thing in 2004, <laughs> where they did the presidential assassination via handshake. Yeah, it was like a handshake, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a man of my own heart, Nathan. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so... Uh, let's just get, jump right into it. Uh, we have in studio uh, Jed. I'm sorry, what's your last name? My last name is Yong. So yeah, J-O-N-G, but pronounce it with Y. I vex people Jung? like that. You don't do Jed Jong? Jed Yong. No, I don't. Yeah, it's like Sean Bean, right? You should do Jed Jong. Yeah. yeah, You want, don't you want to be alliterative like Wally yeah. West, Peter Parker, Clark Kent? Jed Jong, yeah. the first, the first um, Singaporean superhero. He, he <laughs> writes should... with a mighty pen. Okay, okay, but is it Jed Jong or is it Yed Yong? Yed Yong. I feel like in any case, if I'm a Singapore, if I'm Singaporean superhero, su- Singapore screwed. No, Yed Young is like <laughs> be fine. Yed Young is like a bad Swedish superhero. Yed yes. Young, <laughs> yeah, Yed I'm, y- I'm like an ABBA cover band. <laughs> I would watch that. No, I think Jed Young is superhero. Yed Young is more Star Wars. Yes, but we have Jed. Damn it! Yeah, you have to have like an apostrophe right. Yed Yed Young. We have Jed Young slash Jed Young slash Yed Young in the studio today. He is a movie reviewer, a film critic for F Star 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 Magazine. I yeah. never knew how to pronounce it. We pronounce it F. Uh, F. Yeah, just just F. See, Wait. I always wondered, is because you guys see this magazine around in the newsstands, it's a, it's like F and then three stars. So it kind of looks like you're fuck, just saying fuck, magazine. but you're censoring like most of it. 
but it it's not is it is that well, was that the original intention the three asterisks like officially stand for film fame and fact but it looks like it's a bad word. So every yeah. Chinese New Year, I have to explain to all of my relatives that there's nothing untoward about no, the I mean, stuff I'm doing. I get that. It's more so like, just change the name. Just make it like F-Cube or something or three Fs. No, I, I think it's like my boss wants to be provocative, you know, within uh, the MDA. Like, for example, our subsections, one of them is called S slash M, which stands for Stars and Mad Hatters. So right. that's just like our new segment. It's that's it's, it's just sadomasochism. That's forced. <laughs> I can't say I like my job enough that I won't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> he, why is he nodding vigorously, though? He's he's just like giving me the big up and down. No, no, like nothing that against shape. the magazine. It's a great magazine. I've I've I flipped through it many times. Thank the, you. The name just always confused me, and I and I personally don't like it when like companies try to be provocative. I but, understand like, that. Be very, now. you know, like when they make an acronym for something WTF yeah, or like it's OMG, a, which we do. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's people are gonna read your shit. Stop. Like, well, it, I think it's a joke that lasts for half a second. It's like it's uh, it's less yeah. than that. Yeah, I, I have nothing to do with it. I am the content monkey and you were a very good employee and we think you're the best employee oh thank you you're the best employee they have you should get a promotion you hear that star 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 magazine so much validation right now change your name and promote jed that's what you need to do 2017 plans but again i thought it was it was strange that when he was talking about how much he liked the magazine he was giving the pointing the finger at the mouth heaving (laughs) gesture and winking i was winking and heaving there's a lot of winking involved yeah it's kind of like patting your head and rubbing your stomach the winking and the heaving <laughs> but <laughs> yes, in the studio we have Jed today, and he is a film critic, and uh, it's 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 a match made in heaven because we talk about nothing but TV and movies, yeah. and he his job is movies and TV. I'm so, guessing, in other just words, TV as well or just movies? Mainly movies. Mainly uh, movies. Yeah, I, I do watch TV, and sometimes we have. TV stars in Singapore to promote stuff. I like, can tell by your Westworld t-shirt. Yeah, yes. my swag. This is my yes. swag from HBO. HBO treats people well, so yeah, man. I like that. And then like Netflix flew some people in. Mm. What, what do you mean when you put your finger to your hand like a gun motion? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Are you throwing shade at HBO now? With the finger <laughs> to the head? You know, you know the thing you said where like the joke lasts half a second? <laughs> yeah, this is it, right? Yeah, that's exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Poised by his own petard. The trick is that you keep smashing it and you beat that dead horse and it regains its... Okay, I'm done. It doesn't work when half the people don't get it, though. Catch <laughs> <laughs> on. No, um, well, before we, before we move on, I'm like super happy to be here. Thanks so yeah, much man, for having thanks for, me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. But it's a match made in heaven because we talk about nothing but TVs and movies. Half of our games are about movies. Um, so expect a lot of movie talk today. Yeah, and a certain someone is going to be in a movie called Warrior of Love. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The cat's out of the bag. Yes. Yeah. I will be playing Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John is playing Love. Um, yeah. So we'll be talking a lot about movies. So if you have no interest in them, first of all, you're in the wrong show. Uh, yes. Second of all, go go to the cinema. Um, but I, I really want to talk to you about your job, first of all, because I personally um, avoid movie reviews until after I've seen the movie. Yeah, I understand Because that. I really enjoy uh, watching uh, movies with as little context as possible. Like but the thing is, blind. Exactly. But I'm also very aware that that's a luxury that, you know, very few people have because I happen to have odd hours so I have time to go watch movies at 2 in the afternoon or things like that you know mm-hmm. um, but most people um, they don't quite have that luxury I believe the average moviegoer only watches a movie in the cinema like what six times a year something like that so you think you oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's, stats, that's yeah. like a that's like a stat man six times a year the average moviegoer really? like yeah in terms of in just Singapore like Singapore or in the world like 
I think general. this was, I think this was a Singaporean stat specifically. Oh, but wow. it was okay. It, it was referring to like uh, working class, and I don't know if they they had an age kind of window. Right, like because I yeah. sort of expect lots of people watch movies on dates or on the weekends, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That's a stat. I feel like you should back up with evidence because I first of all, Our Boys to Men comes out with a new movie what like twice a year. So that's already, <laughs> that's one third of the movie that average Singaporean back watch. up that stat it's once every three years. Right, but yeah. <laughs> like Our Boys to Men Seven, they all drive out the back of a yeah. plane. Yep. <laughs> Um, no, but but very long runway. I, I, uh-huh. I, when the more you think about it, I think it's fairly true because uh, most of my friends work full time jobs, and I barely see them for even dinners. And if I think about the times that I watch movies in cinemas with them, it's usually just the big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Usually, all the other stuff that we tend to check out in cinemas, like you know, movies like Get Out or movies like um, Dog's Purpose, <laughs> um, they'll just watch on the computer. Was um, Nikki a fan of a Dog's Purpose? Haven't seen it. Don't care for it. Okay, um, can you explain to Nikki the whole like abuse thing that it was kind of set up? Maybe it didn't. Really yeah, happened the we way talked it about a couple yeah, episodes ago. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. dodgy. I mean, there was that edit dog point. G, dog G. Yeah, again, they were talking about the uh, behind the scenes footage of the dog supposedly being tortured. Yeah, the, the German Shepherd like almost drowning, but then it turned out that it had been manipulatively edited. Yeah, which is what movies are all about, aren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. So someone was trying to throw someone under the bus <laughs> behind the scenes. So that kind of stuff to me is interesting because, like, one of my favorite things to do is to watch the special features. On the DVDs. No, I haven't done that in years. So, like, I love that. I love that. Like behind the scenes stuff, interviews, commentaries. Which oh, I, I feel love commentary art. Yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> The BTS. Blu-ray of a dog's purpose is just like every dog getting tortured. <laughs> it's like, where are the terrorists going? The dogs go, oh, it's a movie in itself. <laughs> the Blu-ray is just a collection of like, Sparky, Fido, and what's this? And you click and it's just them being beat up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, it got dark real fast. And I mean, Nikki's in, in the studio with us right yeah. now. So we are offending her sensibilities. <laughs> no, but, but I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about like, um, how, first of all, how you got this job. We'll get to that later. But more so, like, how you see, um, like, how do you view your, your own uh, stance as a movie reviewer? Because I always think that reviewers, be it movie, theater, music, they have a very important place in the world. Mm. Because uh, they're tastemakers. Because a lot of people, I think they just don't have the luxury of time to really go and explore, discover, and really just, like, go into a movie blind and check it out. Um, it might be a financial limitation. It might be a, a, a time limitation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of power in the hands of any kind of reviewer, especially nowadays when everyone kind of Googles something before they um, eat it or see it or hear it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, do they rate Well, I mean, if you're going on a date with someone, don't you Google them? Uh, Not necessarily prostitutes. Uh, but, def- <laughs> but also prostitutes. I feel like... Are you talking about like an Uber for prostitutes? Yeah, there like, has to be, right? Like in four stars. Or like an IPDB. In mm. database. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, my my mom is going to send this episode around to all her friends. Oh so no! Don't. Hi, don't. mom's friends. Hi, don't, Mrs. Don't, don't. Jong. <laughs> but yes, how 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 do you how do you see that? Like, do you feel like a certain responsibility? Do you not think about it as much, or do you like how do you um, reconcile with that? I guess the fact that reviewers in today's internet age hold so much power in terms of opinion. Yeah, that's a great place to start. I think that. I view reviews first and foremost as a consumer advice service. Mm, nice. So the first thing you're doing is you're sort of telling people, based on your opinion, whether you think a certain movie, a certain product is worth their time, worth your money. And the thing is that reviewers sometimes are viewed as this monolith when people say Rotten Tomatoes says X. But mm. Rotten Tomatoes is not one person. It's, it's an a, aggregate. Yeah, it is. And 
a lot of people, I think, sort of view reviewers antagonistically, where mm. there's this image in your mind of all reviewers are snobs, mm. and they all and all of them go out and they purposely rate these arty movies, these prestige pictures, much higher than the blockbusters. But I think that that's very much a misconception. Yeah, and I think especially now when you have reviewers who are in their twenties and thirties, they grew up with all of these geek stuff. Right, <laughs> they they grew up sort of loving pop culture. They grew up on Star Wars, mm-hmm. on on comics. And so I don't think that this image of just the old stodgy white guy, you know, right, like with a pen and grumbling like, to himself. In like the Anton Ego and Ratatouille? Yes, Anton Ego. I love that movie. If I do not eat, I do not live. I do not swallow. <laughs> I don't like what I eat, I don't swallow. Something like that, yeah. That's what I tell all my girlfriends. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah, so I think that first and foremost is that. And then... The idea is everybody has different opinions mm-hmm. and I'm not telling people what to think. Yeah. Which is people sort of I guess sometimes there's that idea what gives you the right to tell right. me what to think, what makes your tastes more valid well, than you mine. Well, you see like you see like every movie, so you have like in that sense you at least you know what's out there. Mm. A little bit, yeah, and I think I've been writing movie reviews for fun since I was 12. So right. this is something which I feel I've practiced. I definitely don't think I'm there yet, and mm-hmm. every piece is practice. And I will admit, there are still some movies where I walk out uh, at the end of the movie and I go, "How am I gonna write about this?" Right. But yeah, my my specific tastes, like I don't think of myself as a connoisseur. I'm not really an art house sort of person, and in mm. fact, Oscar movie season is when I'm the most lost. Is when I'm sort of floundering, and when I'm like, I have to punch above my weight. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm very much a blockbuster guy. All right. Uh, the architect of my childhood is Steven Spielberg. So nice. all of my favorite movies are movies like that. Uh, right. Things like Raiders, like E.T., like Jurassic right. Park. You know, and that's awesome. Yeah, stuff thanks. that's easy to, to stuff that's easy to to watch, but also very fun to break down. Because yeah, like absolutely. they tend to, they tend to be a lot deeper under the surface. Like these blockbuster movies, it's just that like the parts are a lot clearer, I guess. But once you start muddying it with like. Um, uh, all the Oscar-worthy things like, you know, race and religion and politics. And then it starts getting a little bit like, where do I stand on this, I guess? But like, what was the last movie where you walked out completely baffled as to how you're going to even start typing? Huh. I'm not sure if I have, like, a concrete example of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I remember, like, very recently, Pop Eye, which is the Singaporean film by Kirsten Tan, mm-hmm. the one that won at Cannes and won at Rotterdam. It's... Kind um, of, I've never heard of this movie. It's, I've, I've heard of it. I have not seen it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting film because it's difficult to classify. And I did enjoy it on the whole. But the idea of it is it's entirely filmed in Thai. And it's filmed completely in, Thai, in, in Thailand. Uh-huh. And it's about an aging architect. And he goes on this quest to find his old childhood elephant that he grew up with on a farm. Named and they, Popeye, right? Yes, named Popeye. And then they go back on this epic road trip across Thailand to find the village, the farm they grew up on. So it's weird because it's a hybrid of the kind of midlife crisis movie with mm. a boy and his ex, you know, a boy and his dog, a boy right, and right, his right, dragon. Right. So it's that's one of those movies where you have to think about it later on because the themes it deals with is... It's kind of stuff like the clash between innocence and adult life and death and sex. So all of these things, and at its core, it's a very innocent movie, but it is rated M18. Mm. So that was one where I had to think about it, I had to mull over it. and Sit on it for a while. Why, yeah. why was it M18 again? It's M18 because there are scenes um, 
in which the main character, not the elephant, mind you, the main <laughs> character has relations with a prostitute. Uh, okay. Yeah. But and nudity and all that. Yeah, sex, oh, okay, okay, okay. and Rampant swearing. Right. Well, no, yeah. This see, is this is gonna be <clears throat> terrible if Kirsten Tan ever gets a window. No, no. See, I, I was curious because um, the last local movie I watched that was M eighteen was Apprentice. Right, and yes. that one I thought was unjustifiably M eighteen because yeah, no, I don't think mature so mature themes, right? That I think it should be the only. Yeah, I think the only re- even less than that. I think the only reason why it got M eighteen was because it questioned the death penalty in Singapore. Right, right. it outrightly yeah. asked the question: What was this death penalty even necessary? And because the entire movie there's no visible sex, there is there are very few swear words, and most of them are in Malayu. Right, yeah. Um, uh, the the what you call it the hanging wasn't depicted violently it was depicted very matter of factly so it wasn't graphically violent there was no sex there was no language but because they questioned the legitimacy the validity, right the legit the validity of the death penalty in Singapore slapped the M eighteen um, band and because of that it shuts off like a good like you know a good chunk of the audience that could possibly watch but, this movie but and the good, good thing message. is is that it, it's going to exist in perpetuity oh Hopefully. yeah of course of course yeah yeah and it's, it's just, now it's now on uh, sia on a plane so it's, yeah. it's accessible in that way and yeah it kind of reminds me of when les miserables was passed over an nc16 in singapore <laughs> and my my like half joking theory was that it's about student revolutionaries Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> that's why you've given it an NC sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like that that one bit of and halfway like you saw trusting. So I think they cut that out and then repassed it over PG thirteen. But I remember having friends at that point of time who were very disappointed that they couldn't go and watch that. Mm. Yeah, like the rating system anywhere, not only in Singapore, it's usually just this very difficult thing to like. It's so opaque. But sometimes I see PG-13 movies with, like, swearing in it. Some really intense violence. I mean, not crazy intense, but, like, you know, people get stabbed and impaled and shit in PG-13 movies. Yeah. And it's no problem. It flies no problem. Um, it's yeah, just like, that... it's like, in general, in Hollywood, there's much more of a hang-up with sex than with violence. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and with regards to swear words, like, the rule is you can say one, one F-word F-bomb. per PG-13 movie. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I always try and take note of who they gave the F-bomb to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to come into play in our game later. You'll see. <laughs> like, in Fast and, like in Fast and Furious 5, they give it to Dwayne Rock. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. where it's like, you know, get the F out of my way. And like, mm-hmm. okay, not too bad. So I'm sort of taking notes about who they gave the F-bomb That's to. Cool. Dwayne Johnson's the only reason why Fast and Furious is doing well anymore. Dude, Fast 8 is so good. It's fun. It so no, it's, it's interesting because... Like, that's what I'm talking about with action movies. I think that there are good action movies and there are bad action movies. Like, yeah. I really don't like this argument where it's not meant to win Oscars. And mm. therefore, yeah. I don't like that argument because people trot that out with Transformers yeah. all the time. Yeah. No, even, okay, even with Transformers, a lot of fucking work goes into those movies. Like, you look at that robot, even when it's like a huge metal orgy and you know what's going on. Someone spent like a good three months making that metal orgy happen. Yeah, yeah like, and there, like were, there were computers at computer ILM that melted graphics, down. Yeah. yeah, computer graphics, yeah. sound design, like, you know, planning the shots and everything. It's really quite artistic. What's the thing? It's like when people say um, that movie, these movies, whatever X movie is not meant to be an Oscar winner. The uh, unstated argument there is that it's it's not supposed to be good. Or, yeah. or, or or fun or like or, or you look at the other way Oscar rated movies are not meant to be enjoyable which is not necessarily true either well they always but say like Oscar true. bait they always say Oscar, Oscar bait things yeah, like race exactly. Nazis yeah race Nazis and Jews lately and like gender issues yeah. especially gender issues. and yeah. an attractive person looking unattractive mm. yes like uglying themselves up so what is interesting is a couple of years back 
Mad Max was up for all of these Oscars, and I felt yep. that was kind of a game changer. It was fun because when Heath Ledger won the Best Supporting mm. Actor Oscar for The Dark Knight, that was completely unprecedented. At that point of time, yeah. nobody was able to look at The Dark Knight as anything more than like a, a comic book movie. film. Yeah, super when when it clearly the, transcends that, you know. Anything before it came out? Because I feel, if I remember correctly, it's been a while, I feel like The Dark Knight got Oscar talk as soon as it came out. Do you remember? Right, I think it did, but... Like, what people the- were more reluctant to acknowledge it with awards. And not only that, but every... Like, not everyone, but there were some murmurs of like, oh, the only reason it won is because Heath Ledger died. And if Heath Ledger had not passed away, it would not have... He would not have clinched at Best Supporting Actor. So, sort of that, those like... Bag. Yeah, those <laughs> yeah. like legitimacy things where somehow those movies are considered less, less legitimate, than, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, if, if I, you- I kind of agree that maybe he wouldn't have won, but he definitely would have been nominated. Mm. Because I think like the the his passing definitely added a lot more weight to the performance. A lot of fuel. A lot of fuel. A lot of fuel. Yeah. yeah. But like I believe whether or not he had passed, he would definitely have been nominated. But they yeah. probably would have given it to like I still think he would have won some kind of. I don't but know what else. Here, came let's out take that a year. step back here. We're talking about the Oscars, but like right, yeah. Is the Oscars a good signifier of what is quality? You know. Well. um Okay, so what what I wanted to find out from a movie reviewer's perspective is, do you have a field of expertise where like F star 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 or F F F F F F F magazine? <laughs> do they send you to certain movies and then other movies they send um, someone else? Because I the one thing that really gets me and I don't like it is when I see a movie reviewer review a movie that he was clearly not supposed to review. And when I say this, I mean. It's not. It's you're not the audience for it. Well, ought not. And when you review a movie that you're not the audience for, like you're cheating a lot of people from the enjoyment of it. I feel because, right, like, say yeah. for example, if like I absolutely know nothing about war movies and I hate war movies and I'm and I have a bias towards it, and if someone sends me to go review, uh, what's that? Andrew Garfield one. Hexor Ridge. Hexor Ridge. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man Ridge. John beat me to the joke. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if someone sent me to watch Hexar Ridge, I would probably have a very skewed perspective on it. And yeah. So it's like, so. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Uh, do you have certain, like, what's the question here? I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, what do you yeah. feel about that? So, um, I feel like that's a broken system. Does F try to avoid that? Interesting. Yeah, I think my sort of wheelhouse is very much action films, blockbusters. But I do appreciate films of other genres and I've had sort of had to learn to broaden my horizons a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one thing a lot of people don't really consider is just how much research you have to do, how much reading up, how much watching other things and the effort that it's like, okay, I'm going to this movie and I may not be the exact audience for it, but I'm going to try and see what surrounds the movie, what the environment it takes place Mm, in. mm. And so it's things that are as simple as after watching a movie that's based on a true story, you try and have a cursory read-up. Like, you don't have to go through every single detail, but you cursory have a glance of what are the real people who are involved in it saying if they're still alive, how does it stack up with the facts. And my genre that that I don't have, like, the best relationship with is horror. I'm a scaredy cat. (laughs) But over the past few years, I've built up a little bit more of a resistance. And I can't do things that are... I still can't do things that are all torture porn, for example. But I loved Crimson Peak. You know, I I loved uh, these films which 
have a blend of horror and other genres. Yeah. Or I feel like we're past the Saw and Hostel era. I don't think God. we're gonna get. I don't know. I I think like for a while. we still have people like Rob Zombie around, and he's coming true. out with this thing called Thirty One. But yeah, that's true. That yeah. Saw and and uh, and Hostel they've sort of given way to things like Insidious and Sinister, where mm. those are a little more character driven. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, but it seemed like it was like torture porn, and then it went into like found footage was like the thing. Oh yeah, yeah because it's so cheap to make. Yeah, so cheap to Bloomhouse, so Jason Bloom, the people who do Paranormal yeah. Activity, every year they've got so many of these, and sometimes yeah. they surprise you. You know, like yeah. last year, Ouija, the Origin of Evil. I watched it. I was surprised at how good that was. Oh really? I should check yeah. that out because it's so hard to find a good horror movie these days. It's Didn't true, Bloomhouse yeah. do Get Out as well? I'm not sure if they were behind it. I think they might have been. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I remember watching a movie recently and seeing Blue Mouse in the beginning. I was like, eh. Because I went to their office um, uh, uh, in December for something. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was really, it's a very boring office. Was, <laughs> the only cool part about it was that they had like the paranormal activity posters all right. over the place. It was like, <laughs> and And Blue Mouse, they also did. B-L-U-M. They also did Whiplash. Yes. Whiplash. Oh, Why nice did one. I say that so weird? Whiplash. Whip. Whiplash. Whip. Wait, like so the way Kevin Spacey says it in the House of Cards, whip. <laughs> That's so good. And then whip the votes. But oh, yeah. to, to, to address your question, Nathan, and I'm not the critic here, but I feel like that what you basically what you're asking is the essence of what separates a critic and from a film fan. The idea to approach a film or a piece of art or anything from a critical point of view and to empathize with other people because you can't be like. It's the difference between like this is my favorite film versus this is the best film. You know what I mean? Like I, this, I like. Jed may be able to say, or I might be able to say that I like these action films because that's that's what I like. Mm-hmm. But I can critically say that you know, like a La La Land or a Moon Moonlight is a the best film. Yeah, is that? I I just I just think that I read so many movie reviews where I feel like they are not serving the larger purpose, which yeah. is mm-hmm. to serve the audience. Yeah, it's right. I feel like I read sense. I read a lot of movie reviews where like it's very self indulgent and they just go like I didn't like this, I didn't like that, I didn't like this, this was copying this, this was copying that, as opposed to thinking about what the audience for this movie would be. Mm. Like you oh. see it more often with like uh, maybe kids movies or like blockbusters right you know? yeah things where like you really need to think about who's watching this like have you seen this recent movie called boss baby yes <laughs> i didn't like that <laughs> yeah yeah but like the audience for that is so much younger i mean it's a movie about gangster babies so I mean. <laughs> sort of my issue with the boss baby was yeah. it really seemed to me like a concept that appealed to a bunch of suits in a studio office mm. this idea of the incongruity of you know a baby spouting business jargon mm. sort of i really want that corner office so to me it was kind of like you had to have a passing familiarity at least with corporate structure right. with how offices the business world works to understand this so so it's not just Toy Stories, but with babies. No, it's not. So if you're a seven or eight year old, like it's going to fly over your head unless dad brings you to work every day, you oh. know? And, and the other thing is so much of the movie is based around pop culture references to stuff kids are just right. not going to get. Like, so it doesn't know who it's playing to. Very much so. Yeah. Got There's it. a whole extended thing with Elvis impersonators, you know, and, <laughs> and an entire gag like built around Raiders of the Lost Ark. And yeah. Of course, it's but Alec Baldwin, so there's a whole reference to Glengarry Glenn Ross, and this kid's not going to get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, but is, is, it the, is it the notion of like appealing to kids and adults at the same time? The idea, like like Shrek, I think, is the perfect example of does yeah. that. Yeah. Which right, is accessible yeah. to kids, but has like a lot of in-jokes for adults. So what I think is that it really breaks down to how the movie is built up from the concept up. Mm-hmm. So Pixar is really good at this, stuff like Inside Out. 
mm-hmm. because that's easy to grasp the concept for kids, and it's easy to relate to. But there's so many layers that if you revisit it as an adult, you'll get out of it that you didn't get when you were a yeah. kid. Yeah, so it's, it's the question of quality, isn't it? Right. So it's sort of like executed. starting out on the base level and how you build up from that. Whereas right. if you're starting from, I'm just going to put a pile of jokes at the base, and I guess DreamWorks is sort of an easy target because they really do a lot of uh, stunt casting. With mm. just a famous name, yeah. like when they had Brad Pitt in yeah, Sinbad, yeah, yeah. right? And it really wasn't Sinbad? a good job. Yeah, do you remember this back in '03? I think there Brad was an Pitt animated, Sinbad? yeah, Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones in oh, Sinbad. Oh, and the Pirates of the Something Something. It was the uh, DreamWorks, right? It was DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah, it was way back when, and stuff Extremely like forgettable. Like with uh, with Shrek, I like the first two Shrek movies. Yes, me too. Mm. And it's uh, but it does move very far away from the books, the William Steak books, and it's, I I think that's his name, <laughs> but it's like. The whole question of adaptations, right? I don't really like reading reviews where the whole review is this was different from the book. Yeah, that was that's different from the a, book. That's not a review. That's this didn't do this, this didn't do that. But at the same time, I think it helps to have a little bit of a familiarity with the source material. Like before yeah, watching before watching The Ghost in the Shell uh, live action adaptation with Scarlett Johansson, yeah. I went and I watched the 995 anime film. And watching that night before was extremely beneficial because mm. what I recognize is the live action film, it was just trying to take the key visual imagery mm-hmm. and replicate that but out of context and I really did not like where the plot of that live action film went mm. I fell asleep because yeah I, I felt that the whole when I, I walked into the theater I sat down and I was like okay maybe the whole whitewashing thing is just totally blown out of proportion I'm just gonna try and sit down and have fun with it <laughs> and then it draws so much attention to the race and I'm like right. they did the worst possible thing they could have done so yeah I, that that to me was it well, went like, off the rails. Her, okay, cool. cool. I, I tell you what. It, yeah. Okay, since we're kind of getting into it, why don't we do a little segment here where we review the movies that are out now? Sure, that would be fun. I think we've watched some of the bigger movies that have come out recently. We hmm. have. Yeah. Let's see. What's in, okay? We kind of talked about it, but can we talk about Fast Eight? Because I love I will <laughs> that movie. You haven't you haven't had a chance to watch it. Anything, I've seen it. You have. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. So we watched it in a very interesting environment. I watched it in China in a theater where there was construction going on right next to us and okay so like it was it was fine during the deafening bits of the movie because there was literally drilling and hammering happening like right next to us so like while watching the movie we're hearing (laughs) yeah and during the louder action bits it was negligible like the wrecking ball bit you added to it it's like but like the moment they started talking like it was just like all we heard was that we couldn't hear the dialogue. Thank goodness there were subtitles, but they were in Chinese, so like I had to read the Chinese <laughs> subtitles to get the dialogue. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a fun movie. I think at this point, everyone knows going into a Fast and Furious movie that it's no longer about racing and car and honors. It's, it's about it's, family. It's it's, it's not even. Family. It's a superhero I movie with cars. Heat. I am Toretto. <laughs> Just do that. It's a superhero movie with cars. They're they have gone from like street racers to saving the world from nuclear bombs in cars. I thought it was fun and the chicks are hot. So from a professional critic, how would you approach talking about Fast and the Furious 8? I thought it was fun and the hey. chicks were hot. Indeed. Very much so. Hey, I'm like a critic too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what Nathan is talking about, that's very, it very much goes towards the tastes of film goers and what Indeed. makes for big global appeal. So... Yeah. The movies that do really well overseas, particularly in the Chinese market, are those with lots of spectacle. Yeah. Because yeah. spectacle transcends yeah. culture or language. And yeah. when it started out, the first Fast and Furious movie, I think a lot of people talk about it as if it's this gem 
and it's it it's a beautiful paradigm, it and it's is. so pure. No, it's Point Break. It's Point Break, uh, like to yeah, the letter, but still, with still makes sense to me. It's still a gem. Both gems. <laughs> well, in any case, I think that I like the trajectory that the uh, the these franchises gone in, and when people go, oh, it's not about cars anymore. I understand where they're coming from, but that appeal, I guess, is a little too niche. And what is very yeah. fun about the eighth movie is it begins with a street race. Yeah. A full-on street race. Because there's one movie where they tease the street race and they cut away. It's sort of a subversion to troll the fans. It wasn't even a realistic street race, though. But, but I liked it. Because <laughs> no, no. I'm that's, kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. My one thing about it, and when you rewatch it, really look out for this. Extras who can't act. Yes, very much so. This movie yeah. was full of extras that couldn't act, and it was just so distracting Especially to me. Especially in like the Cuba scenes in the beginning. Yes, right. Yeah, I was so distracted. It was so obvious that like they were like, "Yay, yay!" And they're looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. they're looking for the cue, right? I could see that, but I didn't. I, I could see that, but I didn't notice that. Didn't it was so obvious to me. It was it was distractingly bad. It kind of ruined the first thirty like, minutes. Like th- there was this there's this piece, this video piece that the Onion did a few years ago, where they're like, "We're going to interview the screenwriter of Fast and Furious," and it's a four year old wearing a suit. So, <laughs> so Chris. <laughs> they show like script pages which are all drawn in crayon yeah. and then they have the kid like and then the cars is and boom boom and it's but really it works, funny but it's a thing. there's something to that yeah, yes totally and, yeah. and also like I really admire the logistics of assembling a screenplay like that because you have to partition out the set pieces the character moments all the gears have to turn and it has to kind of make sense. So even though the dialogue is super hokey, even though it's very much a soap opera, there's a degree of skill, you know, that goes into yeah. machining something like that. It's so funny because I feel like it's worth uh, comparing the Fast movies to Michael Bay movies. Yes. Because yes. it is high spectacle. People, like, they, they get good actors who are kind of phony. Like, for example, I just watched Charlize Theron and she was just chewing it up. She oh, was, it was like, so good. Her, so dude, I don't know if Muslim families can watch this movie because she was so hammy. Yeah, absolutely. She was hamming it up. Yeah. But she was having a great time and I was just so into it. I'm like, look like, at her. She's like a, such a stereotypical villain, but she's like really getting into it and I, I enjoyed that. I and thought she was a bit less stereotypical. Like she was she she was because playing, she's so talented. Yeah, yeah, no. She she was very like she played the cold and calculated thing, but she played it really well. No, she's she, like, she's a good actress. You yeah. imagine that role in anyone else's hands. Exactly. Like, Kristen she, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Oh, God. <laughs> she she might do better. Anyone she wing her cold. lower lip. If anyone no, like, be cold. Like, her, her villain seemed genuinely, um, uh, what's the word? Completely disconnected from, like, most of humans problems like she yeah, that's why like a complete amorality exactly that's why it seems so believable that she that she would want to be like the governing hand of the planet because she feels like she is very much above the human race yeah it's crazy which is fucking stupid when you talk about it on paper but in I the think, film i think it made sense in terms of like I a mean, logic it makes sense yeah in a logic sense like the villain's motives should always be justified the moment a villain's motives are not justified or if it's just yeah, i want to take over the world I know, that's what i'm saying but the I, most touch twirliness of yes. it yeah yeah that's what I'm saying, though. Like every you know amateur or semi-professional writer will be able, is able to come up with a villain like that, but to execute it is, and especially in a film like this, because it was basically. I mean, she did have a reason, but it was basically like I want to have power because I want power. That was basically what it was, mm. but it worked anyway. Sorry, go ahead, Jed. Yeah, so uh, I'm so sorry if I'm interrupting you guys. No, no, not at all. Not at all. With the villains in the Fast series, they are generally Bond villains. Yeah, more absolutely. Less, yeah. And Charlie Stone is 100% a Bond villain. And when she explains her rationale and she explains her endgame, you're like, I could see that in a Bond film. And yeah. there are moments in this that super, super remind me of the crappiest Bond film of them all, Die Another Day. But it does it so much Michelle better. Yeo? Is it the Michelle Yeoh one? No, Jonathan that's not. Price? It's Halle Berry. 
Oh, okay. Jonathan okay. Price and Michelle Yeoh were in Tomorrow Never Tomorrow Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. And Jonathan okay. Price is my favorite bad Bond villain. Because he's, he's so hammy. It's like, it's basically based on Rupert Murdoch. So. Yeah. And he's yeah. like super like, I'm not threatened by you, dude. Like, yeah, go, go, and with the turtleneck, the Steve Jobs kind of look. Yeah, go go back and watch that. Because Tomorrow Never Dies, That's a, I have a sentimental attachment to that movie. And especially because, you know, the Asian setting and Michelle yeah, exactly. Yeoh is a Bond girl. So I have an affinity to that, even though it's so average. Yeah, so with Fast and Furious, like the last two villains we have had, Luke Evans, we've had um, Owen Shaw, and then we've had his brother Deckard Shaw, played by Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. Yes. Who just turns around 180s and is a fucking my favorite part of this new film. Like, he's like he's, yeah. he's a hero now. Because it's, why? Because we want to. It's Love interesting. It. It's kind of like, we can't waste him as a bad guy, so we're going to try and integrate him into the team. And now he and Dwayne Johnson are having their buddy spin-off. It's great. Yeah, which Vin Diesel is pissed at, because Vin Diesel has a huge ego thing. And that feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel was crazy. I didn't know that was such a thing. He called him a candy ass. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that's definitely just manufactured for for marketing. Mm -hmm. But then at the press conferences, they were instructed to keep them away from each other. And even after the movie came out, they still like... And what is the most telling is The Rock. He posted this beautiful, like... Lyrical Instagram post about with mentioning almost every cast member yes, by name, yes. and like the crew and stuff, conspicuously yes. missing is Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is it, you know where is Groot? Yeah, so, for those of yeah. you that don't know, there was a huge on stage feud between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Like Rock, it, it all started when Rock came out with a tweet saying that he has no. He was just saying that some people just don't work the same. Like it was, it was. Yeah, it was an Instagram yeah. thing that happened right after they wrapped filming for Fast mm-hmm. Eight. So mm-hmm. this was like this time last. No, this. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. About a year and a half ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago, he he posted something on Instagram right before going to film Baywatch um, and he said As something you know. like oh super excited to start Baywatch you know had so much fun working in this movie uh, except you know for some candy asses that were unprofessional when you, no time for candy yeah. asses and then he said yeah. something like when you see me angry in this movie some of it's not acting it's not yeah. acting yeah um, but I, I don't know if Jury's out yet but is he going to be in F9 and 10 I think so Can't and not, not only is that and not only is he be, in that but he's going to be in his own spin-off with, yeah definitely with yeah and like what is what is insane is the the idea that there was going to be a tag, there's going to be a stinger post credit scene about. Uh, but they took it out. They yes, filmed it, right? They filmed they, it. They filmed it, and it tested so well with audiences. The Bendios were like, no. He got mad. And it's really interesting to sort of look at the ego of of Vin Diesel, and I think that I'm of the opinion that and that ego is. A living planet? Yes, he is. Yeah, and he's also Snake Plissken and Jack Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Ego, in addition to being Kurt Russell, is also an integral part to the movie star cocktail. Yeah. Right? Like, you want to have controllable egos. It's sort of that thing of, what is a what is a constructive narcissist and what is a Donald Trump, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's. I think that, like, if someone really has no ego, they could be super chill to hang out with and they could be a great friend, but they might not necessarily have that star power, yeah, that charisma and that gravitas to con to sort of command attention. Yeah. So I mean yeah. that's the only reason why I put up with Nathan. Exactly, yeah. I mean look at it's you. Really you're, hard. You you it looks like you're being tortured Thank right now. You. Your face is contorting all Thank sorts of funny shades. And <laughs> it's, it's super awkward, you know, that. when I'm in I'm in here. <laughs> I did like the joke. I forgot who it was who suggested like how seriously there should be a season of feud, you know, the show about John Crawford and Bat Davis. There should be a season of feud about Vin Diesel and The Rock. Oh, mm. that's like a reality show. <laughs> I mean but no, it's it's like a it's, drama. It's, it's no question. Fight. The Rock's gonna win. He's just fight. There's right, no qu- yeah. I mean Vin Diesel's not a skinny dude, but the like look at the rock. Like He's twice his size. Come on. Yeah, and and it's <laughs> it's really interesting to sort of break down Vin Diesel as his persona because there was this video last year, right, where he just nonstop was hitting on this journalist, 
at a at, at a press thing, and yeah. he could not continue the interview because he was distracted by how beautiful he she was, uh, and he just ended up harassing her on camera. This is the and, Rock, a uh, uh, Vin Diesel. Oh, someone's over overcompensating, and she was so awkward. And then people were like, "What? What's going on?" And it turns out that Vin Diesel is actually married. He has kids. Yeah, and, and so also he he, like, like the biggest rumor is that he's gay. Like it's like he's right. on Tom Cruise level. Yeah, that sort of like a machismo to compensate. Yeah, him, right. I mean, I don't want to Who speculate on that and. So what, you know, if he's gay? But yeah, it's that confluence of what goes on in front of and behind the scenes. And it's not only just the gossip and the drama of it, but how really a role can change if you have cast somebody, but then it ends up being recast, Mm. how that bends towards the personality of the actors ultimately cast. I I think he's just really butthurt about the fact that The Rock saved his franchise. (laughs) More or less, yeah. The Rock called himself Franchise Viagra, which is one of the awesomest things that he wants to call himself. He should be thanking The Rock every day. No, he saved the franchise. Like, one, two, three, like... they. I mean, one did okay, two did okay, three did really bad, Ford was gone... And then Half the cast was, left, and then five to eight were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think like no, but like even with five, like you can tell that like, I mean, even Michelle Rodriguez checked out, but then she was like, "Oh wait, no, something's happening." Okay, I'm back. I'm live. I'm live again. I'm live again. Yeah, they did the whole soap <laughs> opera thing, and I yeah. think with three, which is Tokyo Drift, they were dangerously close to being directed DVD. Yeah, I okay. Two could have been directed DVD. Okay, I I, I he I, likes Tokyo. Drift. I really like Tokyo Drift. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I think in terms of the scale, okay. it's so much smaller. The acting's terrible. <laughs> yes. The yeah. acting's terrible. Lucas Black, I re- like, yeah. uh, he's a charisma black hole. I, yeah. I rewatched it recently, the, the acting's terrible. But in terms of being a car movie, it's really fun. Like, it's so fun to see the progression because there's the hero's journey about, you know, like, first you start out, he's kind of shit. He's yeah. all cocky and stuff. He's thinking, oh, I'm the best. But then, then he's, I'm oh, he's out of his gym. I'm the best drifter, but no, nah, not in Japan. And then, like, everything, um, you know, he has to learn and, you know, he's broken down and he's brought back up again. Wait, wait, wait. I did not know this movie starred Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I'm a god jam. <laughs> he does know speak you a god jam when like you go to Japan. Can you imagine Larry the Cable Guy in place of Lucas Black? I 100% That was his <laughs> accent in the movie, though. That was a real it was. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, you know we can talk about the Fast Furious series like for the rest of the year, but I think we gotta move on. And I want to talk about one more film before we get into our game, mm. and that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Dos. Yeah, we all watched it. What do we think? Brandy, she's a. F- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to sing in front of Nathan Hartson, and then my brain shut down. How many so, times yeah. have you seen this movie? Okay, that's what happened to me too. I've seen it three times. You? Wow, just one. I'm going to watch it again in 3D pretty soon. Cool. Okay, I, I watched it in IMAX 3D once. Um, I recommend it. Really, really like. I thought it was a really well-made 3D movie. Okay, in terms of like recommendation for th- watching it in 3D. Mm-hmm. I say it's pretty worth it. Yeah, I it adds to the hate, experience. I hate three D. Yeah. So no, it's, that's the thing. As I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this seems like a three D movie." That's why. That's why I'm saying like recommending for three D because I don't believe any movie should be watched in three D except for when like they really pay attention yeah. to right, it. Right, except for when it's made with that intent. Exactly. Yeah. So like the last really good three D movie was um. No, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yes, Doctor, yeah, Doctor Strange, Strange was a really well-made three D movie because, like, it was just so like the space scenes had so much depth. The depth, in it. right? Yeah, yeah, there are two sort of elements to three D. There's beyond the window, which is stuff that is further in, and then yeah. before the window, which is stuff that yeah. comes out. Yeah, sure. so those it's are like, the two like mm. like factors. And yeah, what are you talking about? So, like, Fast and Furious, don't bother watching it in three D. But Guardians Two, 
I I say check it out in 3D. Yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for gimmicks, right? And yeah. I love D-Box, even though every time I go and watch it, I fall asleep halfway because it gently lulls me to sleep. But what is it? I've never done D-Box. Move right. your seat. For those of you that don't know yet, it's where your seat moves. But I assumed it was like violently shaking you. It's 4D. No, and what happens is it's really fun because you sort of see how the motion of the camera and the motion of the objects on screen are translated into the movement of your seat. So mm. somebody, the motion architects are what they're called, is designing how the chair moves. And is, is it someone who works on the movie or is it someone who works in the D-Box theater? I'm, I'm completely Yeah, there's, there's like a there's an external agency that external. programs all the movies and then they send the code out to all the theaters. So the oh, codes are programmed to the chairs and they synced up to the image. You think there's just some guy in the background? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's literally like a leprechaun like moving your seat. <laughs> I've but, never I've never been to D-Box. I always like I don't the, no, pro- the problem with it in Singapore is that the seats are way in the back. It's oh, this no, one, I hate these that. yeah, these two halls in Bishan, and it kills the immersiveness. Wait, so you're you know, in a normal theater with D box seats in the back? Exactly. Doesn't it kind like can't you hear the sounds? There's no, there's like not really any sound to the motion. It's it's so smooth and so high tech that it uh, doesn't really bother you. But you're I would think it would bother the people you're sitting in front behind. <laughs> like, it's like, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it's so interesting. I actually want to talk about that too. Um, Okay, we're going to put the Guardians talk on hold. No, we, I'm we, so we, sorry. We, we, yeah. we, we, we plow through it. We'll talk about whatever after. We'll plow through the, the Guardians review. Oh, I like that. Okay, you guys want to go on tangents. It's fine. Yeah, no. Okay, fine. All right, so with Guardians, Guardians. Back to Guardians. Yeah, okay. I've got to ask so you guys. Fun. Did you like it better than the last one? Um, I think they're about equal. Nope. First one's better. I think the first one's better. Yeah, so I think they're about even. My, my, my one sentence review for this would be... What Force Awakens was to New Hope, Guardians 2 was to Guardians 1. I just thought they were beat for beat, exactly Interesting. the same. Interesting. Okay, so... Wait, what? I thought what Force Awakens was to New Hope, you know how everyone says Force Awakens is like basically it. a copy of New Hope? I thought two of uh, Guardians 2 was the same as Guardians 1. Okay, that's so funny because when I was watching, I told him, hey, I'm about to watch it. He messed me, just, I'm going to tell you one thing, Force Awakens. And until now, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. It just and mean, even now that you're seeing it, I don't really see it. You really don't so see I, it? Not has really. your third eye not been opened yet? You really like, don't yeah. see it? Okay. No, I do see it. Yeah, I, In terms I get of, what you mean. There's a big opening battle sequence, of course, and there's a prison break scene, then there's a balcony scene, and then there's like the scene where like Chris Pratt discovers that he can do stuff that he, even he doesn't understand. Right, In terms yeah. of like the major beats in the film, everything was identical. The only difference was that they weren't all together at the same time this time. So what yes. you're talking about is structurally, it's very similar, but I think that the character arcs progress. And James Gunn, he wrote this in a Facebook post. He said, I'm not a fan of sequels which bring the characters back to square one. Mm-hmm. And I felt that you really had the progression them, of the for arcs. For sure, yeah. I Especially agree. the thing with um, Nebula and Gamora. and Gamora. That was beautifully acted, beautifully yeah. written. Yep. And the whole thing with Yondu, like you find out a little bit more about um, I would argue about beautifully bringing. acted, but okay. Really? I thought it was well acted. Yeah, Karen Gillan. Gillan. For, for Zoe, yes. Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan was kind of... She Aww. was just angry all the time. Okay, I like Karen Gillan because she, it's so different from Amy Pond, which is how I know yeah, her. Yeah, I, I guess. Her. I just felt that she was one note. I, I mean, see. no I mean, no offense to <laughs> acting in general, but like, I always feel so bad when I critique acting. I mean, you acting. could argue that it's a character choice. You could argue that yeah, it's a character choice. She's an I, I, angry I, I, lady. I it's very shallow. Though. It's just, I don't think I've ever seen her depict any emotion in the movies, uh, in the Guardians movies, and other than anger. The reason why I say it might be a choice, and this might be a set spoiler, is that like, even when she when she reveals kind of like her thing, it's like, uh, what was her lines like? I just wanted a sister! Like, yeah. nothing changed. No, like, she yeah, was still kind of angry at, at Thanos and the world. There was that one bit where she said, you know, you always wanted to win and it became a little bit sister, a little yeah. bit petulant a little bit whiny and, yeah. I, and she looks down and I like that I also like the bit where she's sort of shaking her head in exasperation yeah. with the rest and of there's also the off. fact that she's like a cyborg she's like you know like half yeah half where one of the plot the I argue that it's a character I don't know if I liked it but yeah 
Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly agreeing more with John, mm. even though he's the less famous one in the group, and That's I should totally agree fine. more with Nathan. Nah, There's no, no reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, like what I'm saying is, while structurally it is very similar, it is a sequel in the sense that it continues, yeah. where it brings more out, and it goes back to the backstory. And I think, like, where the story went in this one, it felt to me like, yeah, that that is probably where it was gonna go. It mm-hmm. like it wasn't a huge surprise. Yeah, the reveals, the trajectory, it was kind of expected. But at the same time, it wasn't badly done, and yeah. it did have an emotional re- resonance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only real critique about Guardians Two was that maybe because they were trying to give service to all their characters, that it became a little flabby in the middle. Yeah, where they were like, sort of like splitting their time. Yeah, like I'm sure there's like some cut footage somewhere about that goes even deeper to Drax because I feel like Drax was the only one who kind of didn't get that full treatment. But like we further delve into okay, first of all, we talk about Nebula and Gamora. We really got into their relationship, and if, yeah, the whole thing was family, right? So we talked about Rocket and how he felt in the family. It was interesting, but it was just a lot. Yes, and I it feel is, like it could have yeah. it could have been the movie could have been approved slightly by just trimming that down a little bit. They compensated for the lack of development for Drax by giving him way too many lines. doubled down on it and I loved it. Yes. Every single one. There was not a line of Drax that didn't hit with me and made me laugh. Like, Bautista is a gifted comedian. His timing in this film is so sharp and yeah, I think not all of the jokes land. Some of the jokes are a little bit obvious. All of them landed for me. (laughs) And and they're like, there's a lot of there's a lot of innuendo so you're watching this with your kids you might like nervously hope that you know, Mommy, what is this? And he goes, ah. So there's, there's that. But I think a lot of those films from the 80s that families sort of went and watched, they had a lot of innuendo in them as well. Like, you know, yep. Ghostbusters had the blowjob ghost and things like that. So I think that was sort of what it was harking back to. I do um, not remember the blowjob ghost. Blow ah, ghost. very interesting. Yes, blowjob blow ghost. ghost. I, remember the one, I remember the one in Scary Movie. It was behind the newspaper, right? Blowjob ghost. Uh, no, it was, it was, I think it was supposed to be a dream sequence where he was on the bed, right? Yes, yeah, yes, 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 And then his eyes cross. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, one, one of the problems that I have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe at large, uh, is that a lot of times you see comedic moments step on dramatic moments mm-hmm. where they're in the middle of something really intense and they feel the need to quip to sort of lighten it. And I understand the logic behind that. And in this movie, it isn't as big a problem because Guardians is fully a comedy, but there were at least two moments where I was like, oh, yeah. I really wish it didn't do that yeah. joke, but it didn't go all the way with that reference, you know? Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Yes, but it's a spoiler to kind of spoil Oh, no. I, you I, have we, a time every time we talk about movie, movies, it's assumed that we're going to be talking spoilers. Cool. Actually, if, all right. If our people haven't listened, haven't watched this movie yet, then they're, they're wrong. So go ahead. Right. So the David Hasselhoff cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happens with that is I did like the device of David Hasselhoff is his ideal Father figure, the Zadu Hasselfrau joke and the newspaper clipping. But when Ego, in the middle of revealing that he's evil, morphs into literal the form of David Hasselhoff, it kills that moment. And here's the thing, right? David Hasselhoff is a pop cultural icon, but most of his career now is tacitly acknowledging... Yeah, it's just that he's David Hasselhoff. That he's a joke, It's like David Hasselhoff is playing David Hasselhoff. Yeah, sort of the same thing that William Shatner does, George Takei to an extent. So... David Hasselhoff is now in the Sharknado franchise. So in that one second, it made Guardians of the Galaxy feel as cheap to me as Sharknado. Right. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So can, that's, can, that's my take that. on it, right? I can agree with that. Yeah. That's cool. I I don't know. I, I just... Because right after watching two, I went back to watch one just mm. out of curiosity. And 
it really is beat for beat very much the same in terms right. of like the character discoveries um, I do agree that there is much you get a lot deeper into the characters which is rare for these movies yeah Usually especially they, for these sequels yeah they tend to want to do plot 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 this or one, set piece set piece set piece this one barely had any plot it didn't advance the plot very far in terms of like the larger MCU you mean the first one or the second one second one alright you barely as in like I honestly thought we would be seeing a lot of like the setup for Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars. Oh, a lot more Thanos. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm actually happy they didn't. I'm do actually that. happy too. It was, yeah. was would have loved one of high the five. five well, high five. I would have liked yeah. one of the five uh, stingers at the end of the movie to have some. Exactly, stuff, exactly. But, uh, I get it. Yeah, it's just that in terms of plot, not that much happens. They that pretty much sense. they stay yeah. on the planet and they resolve that problem and that's about it, which is good. I yeah, think the that was a very yeah, of it. Yeah. It was a good way to develop the characters. I just thought beat for beat was too similar. Um, I did not get that at all. And it's so try, funny because I, I watched Guardians three days before I watched the second one. Right, really? yeah. One one of my big disappointments in the film, and it's a very superficial thing, but no Tango and Cash reunion. Tango and Cash. That drove me nuts. Um, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah, they That's have this, this campy, iconic buddy cop movie from the 80s that is super weird. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And they had Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone in the same movie, and they did not meet. So it wouldn't that, have made sense. I think I know, they're setting, they're I setting up the, ra- the what you call it, the ravages for another yeah, sequel. Yeah, and, and I think what was kind of obvious is when Sylvester Stallone opens the movie and he goes, you'll never get the ravages funeral of the firewalls in the year, in the year, in the year. And you're like, that's exactly how the movie's going to end. Yep. So that's like time I'm just good at turning it. my brain. I'm just. I think I'm really good at just turning my brain off of that stuff. Because what I don't like is when movies just do stuff out of nowhere without seeding it. Right. Without like like foreshadowing. There's no yeah. setup. And I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff the humor, like the physical stuff they did in this movie was really funny. Yeah, the yeah. whole like Groot coming back with the six different wrong things. I laughed so a lot good. at that. I'm Groot. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'm Groot. Yes. <laughs> I'm Groot. No! That's exactly so what good. I said before. So funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, why I still prefer the first one. Part mm. of it is a dark horse quality because all yeah. the pundits were saying Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be the biggest MCU failure it's going to spell the end of the whole thing. And it was not. It was the total yeah, opposite. Close. So like that dark horseness has yeah. sort of faded with this second one, which I don't blame anyone the for. Freshness, yeah. It's exactly. just taking center stage now. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like James Gunn, you can sort of feel that he has this crisis moment where it's like, what am I going to do now? And all right. things considered, it is very much of a piece as, a, as the first one. It has the same spirit. It has the same uh, aesthetic sense. And what is interesting is a lot of the crew members for GOTG2 they could not do it because they were busy with Doctor Strange. Mm. So, yeah, the, the production designer, the costume designer, the cinematographer, they were all, like, locked into Doctor Strange. But there's something to be said people. where it still felt like it was in the same... Yeah, that's galaxy, what I'm saying, like, the yeah. of-a-peaceness really of good. it. Yeah. It's really good. Um, My, we can talk about Guardians of the Galaxy forever. No, I just, I just want to say one thing. So, you brought up the whole, like, uh, the, the, the doubt behind the first movie. Right. I thought that played a lot into this one in terms of, I think... Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was such an unexpected success. It was... No one was expecting anything from it, and I think that's why there was very actually, little... Actually, maybe that's my thing, is that I was expecting so much from it. Because oh. t- Guardians of the Galaxy 1 actually slightly disappointed me when I first watched it. Interesting. Because I loved it. I loved the idea. I loved the characters. I loved that comic book. So you've been reading the app net run. Right. right. But I had see, read the app But run, you, yeah. you have to cool. agree that you're a part of a very small minority. Very because small minority. no one really knows anything about the Guardians. I but then, not, and I was, yeah. I was yeah. breaking... I was like, I know Chris Pratt is going to be a, a, an awesome star. Mm-hmm. The trailers mm-hmm. are great. So I came in with very high expectations but like, and I think it's normalized since then mm-hmm. but I, I was I slept the theater I was like I'm a little disappointed I went to a midnight screening right. <laughs> like there was like six of us in the theater so yeah yeah, that, know, that is an interesting perspective because like with this whole Marvel thing it's like how much do you play to the hardcore diehard fans and mm-hmm. how much do you play to the casual I think they're viewers? hitting it just right mm-hmm. yeah it's a difficult balance if you 
thing about it. Yeah, and not just that. I feel like they've created a thing where it's like, at first, maybe it's like, how much do we appeal to the comics versus how much do we appeal to... to to casual fans now it's just it's how do we appeal to the marvel fans it's agreed that they're it's doing that too much it's agreed that it's mcu now they have their yeah, own, they have their kind own of, thing it's yeah. like earth what earth three one two nine or something nine like something something and, and yeah. yeah and like what happens is they simplify a lot of the backstories for example as like, you should as they should like mantis in the comic super convoluted backstory and this one it's very simple and it works it doesn't hurt the character at all absolutely yeah. i don't know so I, I i thought that because the first movie was such a kind of a doubtful project same way how Deadpool no one really had mm-hmm, faith in it mm-hmm. I think there was a lot less studio tampering so I Interesting, yeah. I don't know my, my, my thoughts behind like why 2 didn't work as well for me was that I felt a lot more studio tampering in this one because it mm. felt like the same movie it just felt like the studio going like ooh one was such a big success this works so let's do, do the same yeah, thing let's right? do it again and mm. do more of what people like let's do more of like the same beats let's do more of the jokes let's put more of the pop songs that people like and it just felt like a movie made by committee to me as opposed to the first one that I felt see. a lot more magical. Maybe there's the origin story bit that played to it as well. But even when you said the innuendos, the innuendos in this one were very much pressed down compared to the first movie. Right. The yeah. first movie had cum jokes, had like yep, a middle yep. finger yeah, the, in the it. Yeah, the Pollock reference. And if yeah. you think about where James Gunn comes from, it comes from trauma, which is total like exploitation film. It's lots of gore, lots of nudity, and it's mm-hmm. really out there and it's for that niche. So yeah. his background is really different from a lot of the other directors like, and writers. What was, what was that movie made? Slither? Yes, Holy Slither. Shit, so, yeah, was, the one with the space right? lux. Oh, that was, that so was strange to watch. Yeah, right. he he also had involvement in Movie Forty Three. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. As did Chris Pratt don't. and Anna Faris. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I I mean I I enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed two. So did I. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed one. I guess. Yeah, I totally yeah. see where you're coming from, and yeah. I think both of you have really really good points and your perspectives. Yeah. Like, it works. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we'll fight about it later, but it's good. It's, it's still still yeah. better than Thor two. You know, I was. <laughs> Everything is better than Thor. No. Like, the Dark World. I like Thor: The Dark World. You so you're get the one. out of here. I just <laughs> alienated your entire audience. That's fine. I can't wait for you. About throwing one. their phones on the floor so hard. I can't wait for Smash. I can't wait for Taika Waititi's. That oh yeah, Thor three. I come from the land of the ice and snow, the midnight sun, the hot springs flow. But I was gonna say it. So I. Overall, just to wrap this up, I actually enjoyed Fast and the Furious more than I enjoyed Guardians, even though I love both of them. Mm. We can talk about this forever, but Nathan, wait, let me just check. How long do you have before you have to leave? Um, you got a good solid yeah. 10, yeah. 20, 30? No, no, 30. An hour? Okay, we're good then. But I would like Five to move years. on, because again, we could um, we could talk about this forever. But uh, I want to play, I think it's time to play a little bit of a game. Mm. And now that I know Jed a little bit better, I think, Nathan, you're going to get smoked. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, play. definitely. Let's play that game time music. I lose games to people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> this game is, <laughs> he's going to know what he's doing. Let's yeah. go. Game time, game time. Game time. Yeah. And the playing is easy. That's a much better idea for a jingle. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have the same energy, but it has the focus. What was? What? They want you to game time. Oh, sorry. I couldn't. (laughs) And the gaming is easy. Okay. So this is the comic book movie quote game. Oh, boy. It's very simple. All I do is I say a line from a comic book movie, and you have to tell me who said it. And in what movie? Yeah, I'm not going to win this one. Some of them will be some of the some of the lines are good, mm-hmm. and some of them are from DC. So here we go. Hey. <laughs> or should we do extra points? Should be like Wait, one- before we go on predictions on Wonder Woman. I think it will work. Okay. It's going to be s- perfectly mediocre. I think it's going to suck. I think it's going to be. That's where I was coming from, but I think it's going to be a five out of ten. Yeah, that sucks. Which, is, which sucks, to like, be fair. I've been looking forward to that for a long time, and I think that the character of Wonder Woman has so much in her. 
Yeah, to, actually, to sort of to explore. You know, have you guys time. seen the Captain Christian video on Winter Woman? It's great. No, it's really good. Captain Christian is one of our favorite. Um, how do you call it? Video essayists. Ah, and he okay. did a good, really good breakdown of Wonder Woman. Talked about her origins and bondage and stuff. It's very yes, like the William Moulton Marston. He did yeah. one about Star Wars just yesterday. Yeah, that was good too. The sound design of Star Wars, brilliant. Um, I want, I want ben Wonder Burt, Woman. Yeah, I, I think Wonder Woman's gonna suck, but I want to be proven wrong because DC needs a win. That's <laughs> what should. all of my friends have been saying. Exact yeah. same thing as you, Nathan. <laughs> okay, so here's how we're gonna do it. Uh, how about this, Nathan? Can you help me? First of all, Nathan, can you help me keep score? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a point for getting the character, just yep. to give Nathan a chance, and an extra point if you can say the. Uh, uh, name of the movie. Sure thing. So we have to ring in with our name. We right? can ring in with your name. Like okay, like I go Carla Donnerino. <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's. I think that's a losing name to go with. Oh. You go banking, banking. Hi, Carla. Hi, Carla. Who's not listening to this? Oh. Uh, okay, ready? Yes. So again, these are all quotes said by in a comic book movie. And you guys, how many do I have here? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I might have to have a cover tiebreaker one. Okay, ready? You won't. All right. <laughs> so wait, wait till I end, get to the end of the quote, okay? And then ring in with your name. All right. Here's the first one. Okay. What would you prefer? Yellow spandex? Jed. Jed. Cyclops X-Men 2000. That is correct! Yeah! I'm not going to give you an extra point for the year, but that is quite impressive. Aw. <laughs> you guys two points, right, for that? Two points. Yeah. All right, Nathan, focus. Okay, this is a three-pointer. How about yeah, that? Interesting. Because this is a line that is said by two characters. I will give you an extra point if you name the correct... The character who, named, who said it first in the movie. Oh. Here we go. Hey, what? Oh, right. You'll see, you'll see. So same line, two different characters. Exactly. Cool. Okay. But extra point for you naming the first one. Okay. <clears throat> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Nathan. Nathan, it was Nathan. No. Sorry. I was, like, was. I was listening really hard. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get it wrong now. Um, it's uh, the Dark Knight. That's one point. Um, and... Commissioner Gordon says it first. Okay, that's zero points. Ah, fuck. That's just one. I thought Gordon says it, but then Batman says it next, right? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking, thank you for smoking. Uh, Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> two face. We'll give him two because I, I swear you're going to smoke him. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent is correct. Yeah. Scary face. Scary face. <laughs> In an order that would surprise you. <laughs> as, as, was it as Batman? Yeah. As Batman. <laughs> Oh god, that's so funny! I love uh, Pete you. Holmes. I love yeah. you, Batman. Batman. Okay, good. We're tied. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This is my favorite one. This is might be tough, but this is my one of my favorite ones. <clears throat> Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Jet. Jet. Blade. In what nice. movie? Blade. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> really? None the of the second one is the best because Guillermo del Toro is yeah, a he genius. Did. Yeah. And with Donnie Yen's in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Donnie Yen's really in it, and I think Norman Reedus. Yes, Norman yeah. Reedus. Ron Perlman. Uh, uh, that is seriously the fucking best. That's it, it, you know how like you quit before you like take out your villain. That's quit before he takes out the main villain. Yeah, he's like mm. James Bond one liner. Some motherfuckers are always trying to upskate uphill. Uh, skate uphill. And the whole theater went. I escaped uh, uphill. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, you're, you're, you're sort of like trying to show off by making your job harder for you. Yep. And then he throws a dart in the air, spin, kicks it, and hits the dart right in the head. I think I've only seen like snippets of Blade Trinity. Oh, the the bad one, the Which one with bad. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. So fun! Like Just, when you yeah. see like in, in Ryan Reynolds' weird like. Because normally in like the late, the late 90s, early 2000s, he was just a straight up comedy guy. Yes. But when yes. he started showing his Two action guys shops. in the pizza place. Exactly. Yeah. But when he started showing his action shops in Blade Trinity and fucking Wolverine Origins, he was so good. Yeah, he, was he, has, he has. His body good. in Trinity, though. Yeah, he has hot. those arms, so right? So hot. And Jessica Biel has the midriff so as well. Hot. Yeah. Not as hot as Ryan Reynolds, but uh-huh. also very I hot. I agree. I agree. All right. 
Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Next one. So, so that's it. What? We some kind of Suicide Squad? No, Nathan. General's <laughs> <laughs> stunned by how easy this is. Oh wait, no. But shit, who said it? Uh, so it's Suicide Squad. Clearly, yeah. I believe. Will Smith said it? Yes. Deadshot, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Two points for Nathan. Do, do I get like one eighteenth of a point for saying his real name is Floyd Lawton? No. But I, I would have I would have said that if you pushed me, <laughs> to be fair. What's his real name, Nathan? What's his real name? <laughs> I'm basically pushing you. Um, and also, a uh, side note, don't watch Suicide Squad movie, but do check out... Um, Batman a, Assault on Narkom. Assault on Narkom. I can read I heard mind. that was good. No, was okay, good. but... Ah, uh, this is hard, right? Because I am a defender of Suicide Squad. This is a hill that I've died on. I've lost so many Facebook friends. I've gotten into really bad arguments. People have unfriended me. Wait, before you go on, you get have to out. before you yeah, say before you, you, you have on, to yeah, yeah, no no you have to say Oscar winning Suicide Oscar Squad. Oscar winning yes. the Academy Award winning. Yes, yes. <laughs> Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. I was at the like name drop time. I was at the um yeah. Ampas at the Academy headquarters and they displayed all of the Wait, where makeup were you? appliances. You're at where? Um, Ampas, the Acad- Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, so oh, their wow. headquarters on Wilshire in LA. Wow. Like during Oscar week, they had a seminar where they had the makeup artists, like off the three nominated films, come up and give a presentation. It was a good makeup. That's what he won for best makeup, right? Yeah, for Killer Crop. And there was one episode where Nathan was saying that it looks like a skin disease, which is intentional. It was referencing Vitiligo. Yeah. Yeah, and in the comics, the original Killer Croc, he's not a big crocodile man. He's a guy with a bad skin disease. So his skin disease looks like scales. And some versions... And he just happens to eat people. Yeah, Yeah. some versions are more... Some Like, he looks like a monster, so they made him a monster. So some versions are more... Uh, humanoid some versions are more reptilian yeah. and then there's some versions where he has a tail and yeah, all that but no one ever talks about his sidekick eczema lad <laughs> flakes everyone in oh that's oh, disgusting so yeah in, and in in the animated series he has like a romance with this character called baby doll mm. she is like an adult woman in a little girl's body so she can't age she's like a child star so it's a weird romance no sorry I'm, I've, I've gone like like way too uh, no i mean okay so on a separate time, I want to hear how you defend Suicide Squad. I personally think it's indefensible. Cliffhanger. I just think that movie is indefensible. You have to get me back we now. We have to get you back. We'll it's, get it's just so... I'm, I don't have to hold Nikki hostage. This is my original plan. No, no, it's no, just no, no. it's just so broken. It's so badly edited. Like, that's the only problem I have of it. I, I mean, That's plot the only divi- problem you have? <laughs> no, no, okay. Because, like, plot aside, because we've seen Marvel movies with, like, similar plots, you know? It's just that the Marvel movies are a lot clearer in terms of like their storytelling and their mm-hmm. editing. This movie was poorly edited, not in t- not just the shots, but even the graphics and the visuals that they use, mm-hmm. and like all the little weird cuts that they do and the strange right. kind of like um, the intro sequence, yeah. title cards. Yeah, I understand. It's it was it was fairly irredeemable and like they solved the conflict in such a meaningless unsatisfactory way it's dumb and there's some really good youtube videos about how it went oh yeah 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 um it's it's just that like i i i don't see any defense to it other than the scenes where you see them bond as a team those were magical i wish the whole movie was just that them in the bar I, yeah. yeah, I wish there was lines like we are some kind of a Suicide Squad guy. <laughs> yeah, I I understand where you're coming from, and yeah, I feel like it's a losing battle. I feel like anytime I try to defend Suicide Squad, the other team has much better arguments, and I don't want to cut too much into game hey, time. But, game time. But if you like it, you like it. I like it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you can't really question taste. You I know? mean, you can be wrong, but I mean, you can't yeah, be yeah. wrong. All right, all right, all right. Next one, next one. Uh, le- four left. What's the score at, Nathan? Are we uh, tied? No, wait. I forgot. Who answered the last one? You did. Oh, okay, then I got two. Points. You're winning. Yay. He is. Winning. Yeah. Okay, moving to the last four now. Oh boy. 
see if you can pick the theme up for these last four questions. Okay. <clears throat> There's only one god, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Chad. Chad. Superman, right? Is it? Ah, jeez. Uh, um, uh, I think it's I think it's Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Christopher Maloney's character? Incorrect. Nathan, can you steal? No. Okay. Wait, what was the line again? There's only one god, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. It rings such a bell, and it's on the tip of my tongue, but yet it cannot line. extract Yeah, there's it. no way I'm going to pull this out. This is said by Captain America in The Avengers. Regarding oh, Thor. Yes, that's right. Oh, so you're cool. completely wrong. Got it. <laughs> I, yeah. thought, I thought it was Man of Steel. I'm wrong. All right, that's okay. Moving on, moving on. He made it seem like it was Man of Steel, but a different character. He did, right? That's why John is such a good actor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like... Uh, Stanislavski! I do do, I do do some Stanislavski. Okay, next one, next one, next one. <clears throat> mm. Doth mother know who weareth her drapes? <laughs> Jed. Jed. Um, Iron Man in Avengers. That's and correct. what's interesting is this line was an improvisation by Robert Downey Jr. Oh, he's just a star. Yeah, and the whole shawarma thing was an improvisation as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you listen to commentary, like Joss Whedon is like, I let Robert Downey Jr. do whatever the hell he wants. That's what you do. That's when you have a Robert Downey Jr., uh, a John Cancio, for example. You just let him do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, great. totally same category. Of, yeah. Totes. I just haven't had Yeah, my... you make like $50 million an hour. Yeah, I've just done significantly less heroin than our... <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on. <clears throat> Please don't make the super suit green. Or animated. Nathan. Jed. No, okay. Jed. <laughs> Jed. It was Jed. Uh, Deadpool Wade Wilson. In what movie? In Deadpool. Okay, fair enough. Deadpool dies. You did it. Yeah, I, I really think <laughs> that the green, they should have gone with a Tron sort of idea for Green Lantern. God, Green Lantern where there's a so light powerful. piping. Yeah. I was surprised that Deadpool wasn't picked up for any Oscar noms. Yes, it was one of the... There was uh, a big campaign for it, yeah? Right. It was one of the shortlisted films for makeup. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. But really? Be- just makeup? For I think that's one of yeah. the categories it was. But they, in. come on, there was they had no chance going against the juggernaut that was Suicide Squad. <laughs> Is that the same year? Well, I feel attacked. <laughs> no, 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 it's totally. But fine. I painted the target on my back. It's no, okay, so I, I, I want you to watch this um, uh, video on YouTube. You uh, listeners, you can do this as well. Um, YouTube Suicide Squad folding ideas. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a bit of a long one. It's thirty-five minutes long. I think it's like it's like a full TV episode. But he basically breaks down. Um, the the editing in Suicide Squad, and he tries to be fair. He tries oh, to think, justify reasoning. I think this is the guy. Is this the guy with like he's like a beard, yeah, and long yeah, hair? Yeah, yeah, this yeah is the one I was talking he, about. He uses like a, a puppet in some of the earlier ones, like yeah. like a like a oh, bag. the same YouTuber. Yeah, interesting. Well, he uses the mascot is called Foldy, so he sort of like uses that that like a paper bag to right. to uh, express his ideas. Yeah. All right. As usual, that's in the show notes. So check it out. Okay. okay. Last one. Oh boy, how are you doing on score now? Yeah, uh, you're score? up to. Oh, so this could go to a tiebreaker. I'm gonna have to find another line. Okay, it could, right? This is also one of my favorite lines. Mm. Uh, should I? I, should, I think I should act this out. I think. Okay. Sure. Okay. Visual medium podcasting. I, it's it's very vocally acty, so I think I should do that. Oh yes. Okay, here we go. You're letting him kill Martha. Jed. Find him. Jed. Save Martha. Nathan. Jed. 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 No, to be fair, you said let you finish I first. Did, I did, I did. And I said it right after you finished. I, I said it first after you finished. I I'm waited until go you finished. I'm going to go to that corner and stew. I waited till you finished. <laughs> okay, I technically Nathan's right. <laughs> Alright, so Nathan, who said it? I, I wasn't listening. What's the line? Nope. <laughs> yes, can I? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's Batman versus Superman. No. That's the movie. Who said it? Batman. You're letting Martha die. Is that your final answer? What do you say again? Can you repeat the line? <laughs> you can't change the rules. You repeated the line like three times just now. Fine. <laughs> You're letting him kill Martha. Find him. 
Save Martha. Oh, Superman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, we he, t- he said you, it. That was the, oh yeah. Okay, there we go. You've tied it up on a technicality. <laughs> the best kind of tie. <laughs> okay, so you guys have to chat while I find one more quote because I'm a noob and I forgot to get an odd number of questions. So hi, Nathan. No, I I, I want to get your thoughts on BVS. Yeah, all oh, right. Please talk about that because it's okay. Yeah, it's very okay. Yeah. In fact, all right. Uh, I have not made enough enemies yet, so I like it the same amount of like as I like Civil War. Mm. I like those two movies equally. Really? Yes. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Get out. No. Okay. So I, I thought <laughs> starring Daniel Kaluuya. I just yeah, thought very good, but also get the fuck out. Of here. B- BVS was so hard to hate because. Okay, Suicide Squad was so easy to hate because you can just very tell, interesting. You can yeah. just okay because for from my perspective, Suicide Squad was easy to hate because I didn't feel any effort. All right, all right. BVS was difficult to hate because everyone was taking it so seriously. I see what you mean. Yeah, the actors were doing the best that they could. Um, maybe except for Jesse Eisenberg. Um, right, and yeah. the. Like in terms of the design, yes, the action set pieces, like it the had sounds. weight, it had gravitas. Yeah, it yeah. felt like a, it felt like a good movie. Like people were treating it with a certain amount of, you yeah, know. it felt like a good movie. But I walked out just kind of not satisfied. I guess. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah, and, yeah I, I, I did enjoy it though. I had fun. Me too. I just don't think it was very good. <laughs> Yeah, that that makes complete sense, yeah. and I think really part of the problem is that it was sold as this action extravaganza, and then when people start talking for so long, I think a lot of people tuned out, and then they piled the action onto the end. I think like, I don't think that's the biggest problem, but I think that's part of it. I don't think the hype has anything to do with it really? because the really? thing is, okay. I don't think hype for this movie is important because everyone is going to watch this by dint of it being called Batman vs. It's Batman versus fucking Superman. Whether or not it's an action movie, a buddy so, comedy. So you're talking about the porn parody. Something like yeah, Batman that. versus effing Superman. <laughs> it's 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 just like you don't need anything to sell this other than its title. So, right, like, like it's, it sells itself. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think it was overhyped in that sense. It's just that, you know, people are going to watch this. Right. I just, I just felt that like the major plot devices that were in that movie were strangely okay so like the thing that I never understand when you watch big blockbusters where like the credits last for like 15 minutes because thousands of people worked on yes, it yes armies of like visual effects artists mm-hmm. and seamstresses and things like that and then you see gigantic plot holes or like things that don't make sense in the story that right. are right there yeah and then that just confuses me because I look at it and go like this went past at least a hundred people yes and we're watching it right now in a theater it probably went through a bunch of screen tests probably went through a bunch of rewrites yeah and yeah. still there is a gaping plot hole Still, there is a weird line that doesn't work. Still, there is this strange cut. Like, it just blows my mind, I guess. Especially for a movie like this, where, like, they had time. Yeah, you know, I yeah. believe they pushed the release date by, like, a full year, even. They did, they did, yeah. Or, like, nine months or something like that. Yes, it but was like, going to be summer 2015, then it yeah. opened in spring 20... Yeah. No, wait, I mean, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... 2016. That was the confusing part for me. It was just kind of, like... Um, it it didn't feel like the sum of its parts. That makes sense. Like it was in Kuwait. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. That's, that's why I'm worried for Wonder Woman because. Yep. How I much understand. more can they do? Yeah, I think um one of the things that I think one I don't think Wonder Woman is going to work super hard to set up future installments yeah. because I think it's going to be enough of a standalone. Yeah. In that, uh, yeah, because it's, it's it's like Captain America one. Yes, yeah. it is. What I think it's going to be, it's going to be a blend between Captain America and Thor. 
Mm. Because it's because she is pretty much those two characters as a woman. Captain right? America one and Thor one. Yes, the two worst movies in the MCU. Got it. Oh, <laughs> no, which ones? Which ones? Thor one and Captain America one. They are not uh, the two worst movies in the MCU. Thor two, The Incredible Hulk. That doesn't really count. Does it count? Oh yeah, it I does. guess it does. As, it as, does. Ever since Civil War, it counts. Louis Leterrier, yeah, because William Hurt came back yeah. as Thunderbolt Ross. Before yeah. Civil War came out, Incredible it Hulk was tenuous. Could, yeah, but yeah. now that Thunderbolt, what's his name again? It doesn't count though. Because Thunderbolt Ross. It came yeah. out before Iron Man. Didn't after Iron, Iron Man, immediately after. Oh, because Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, he had the cameo. The yeah. Mm. In fact, that was supposed to be a post-credit scene, but they were worried people didn't understand the concept of post-credit scenes yet. Huh. Speaking of worried people don't understand, hi listeners. I am so sorry that like we have gone so into like down the, the geek rabbit hole. Yeah, we've pretty much yeah. gone down like, and I've sort the of way. like antagonized both Nathan and John by professing <laughs> my unabashed love for the DCE. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I'm of the I'm of the party that believes that everyone is entitled to their no, own. No, yeah, opinion, and you right? have made so much sense, okay. like. Thunderous amounts of sense. Okay, come on, John. I've got it. All right. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna lose. This is one. <laughs> this is one from my favorite comic books and favorite comic book movies. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Nope. We are sex bomb, and we are here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. Oh, Nathan. Um, I know it's from Scott Pilgrim. I don't know who says it though. Oh wait, Death Babam. That's a band. That's the the girl. Ah, fuck. What's her name? Uh, Captain Marvel. Winston. Captain Marvel. No, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. <laughs> um, uh, what's her character name? Blue hair girl. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> wow. If you like this movie as much as I do, you know there's so many things wrong being said right now. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> but it's not. It there's Scott no Pilgrim, point right? because you did get Scott Pilgrim. That's the one point you needed, and Nathan wins. Yay! Wow. Wait, who said did it? Not then? see that coming. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Oh, I thought Brie Larson. Did Brie it. Larson was in a different band. Uh, and I, the one with blue hair was Ramona Plaza. Ramona Plaza. Plaza. I right. half thought Aubrey Plaza said it. it no, Aubrey Plaza wasn't in, wasn't in either of those bands. No. Right. Okay. The only reason why I know yes. this is because um, Scott Program was playing on TV when I was in China for for some reason. I <laughs> see. Okay. It was playing on the TV and that specific scene came up Like because I just I heard him say sex bomb. Right. I wouldn't so have So that clicked. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If not for events that happened last week by happenstance, you would have won. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the so once again. Night, yeah. China influences a, something. <laughs> death, death, death by, death by China. Finally winning in a game. Yay. Um, that felt empty. Uh, <laughs> it, it felt like John chose a topic that was sort of set up for me to win and then I went and did not win. Yeah. <laughs> you must be so disappointed, Jed. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, let's 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 roll like Untitled by Simple Plan in the background. Game time. <laughs> That's how I feel. Game time. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, it uh, it was. It was. I I really have this urge to like pee. No, but like go back at some point. Yes, but um to go back and watch like MCU movies like one by one slowly, not marathon them, but just kind of like you know Iron Man one, then maybe next week Iron Man two, then in next sequence, week, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 about nine years ago this week. Yes. Iron Man one. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. and wow. yeah, it, it only is... nine years ago. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time though. Yeah. It feels it like is. a lot longer. No, yeah, I think it, to me it feels shorter, which is weird because yeah? they we've been saturated with them, so it's maybe. It's interesting, right? The saturation can make it feel longer, it can also make it feel shorter. Mm. So it sort of depends on how you perceive time and how many levels in into Inception you are. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just that, like, 
Because it seems like, especially for us comic book nerd types, we're always waiting for the next one. The anticipation of it. Exactly. Yeah. And it just always feels like we're waiting. So it just feels like it's been, we're waiting for so it long. It does. Yeah, there's so many times when I watch a trailer and I'm like, okay, after this, I can die happy. <laughs> and then another trailer that after this, I can die happy. Yeah, I like to say that the uh, Disney, I guess Disney's, because like the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies are the only things that are keeping me alive. It's a great time to be alive. There's always something to wait for um, until the bubble bursts. Speaking of the bubble, what do you think's next after the su- the superhero bubble? Okay, so if you mm. talked to me this time last year, I would tell you uh, video game movies, but mm-hmm. then Assassin's Creed came out. Warcraft, Warcraft came out. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you know, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Yeah, okay, years but ago I must tell you, uh, like. I am 100% looking forward to Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. Mm. Yeah. yeah, she looks great. She, she does. Great and, and I think that what why this will work is because it seems like a small movie. It seems like the focus is kind of tight and it's based on that reboot game, which is so very good. self-contained. Those games yeah. are so good. And if I'm not wrong... Walton Goggins is playing that same, you know, Matthias character. I the love same Walter villain. Goggins. He's amazing. I didn't know when, he was in it. When they announced him as the villain, I was like, yes, because he's great as a villain. Awesome. Yeah. So here, this is what I kind of want to segue into. Um, we have, like, I guess, one more segment, and I would really like to talk about the movies coming up this year, the rest of the movie this year, because the summer movie season has officially kicked off. Right. The Guardians preview. The yeah. Oh so, boy, this is gonna run long. <laughs> uh, we'll keep we'll keep it short and quippy. Um, cool, cool, cool. So I'm bringing up the firstshowing.net and they're showing the movies that are coming out. So May 5th, which was, you know, in America. So Guardians isn't even out in America. No. Yeah, it was released a week early here. Yeah. Which is Marvel's move, right? They want to create buzz because yeah. they Around trust the They release yeah. it internationally so that when... Because re- domestic is all that matters to them in terms which, of like... if yeah. I were in the US, I would be so frustrated that one week when hearing all the reviews come in. Yeah, but they get... If everything. you have foreign friends, that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's face it, they have a lot of more adventures than the rest of the world. And let's face it, America doesn't. Americans don't have foreign friends. <laughs> Isolationism America first Dude dude You'd be so surprised By the number of Americans That don't have a passport Yeah It blew my mind yeah. When I first went to school there, I, I was like I have so many foreign <laughs> friends I have the best I foreign the, friends I have the foreignest friends <laughs> They're it's the like, most foreign it, Sometimes I build walls Around them <laughs> Yeah beautiful Classy walls So That's good not, It's not bad man I forgot who said it Someone said that He always looks like He's holding a cup Between his wrists It's like yeah, there was someone who did an accordion. <laughs> so it's like accordion. a Photoshop. Yeah. That's so funny. That's Trump be Trumpin. That's a Trump, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Uh, we talked about that. Next, uh, this is according again to this first showing.net. May 12th will be King Arthur. Oh, Legend I've the seen Four. that. I've seen that. You saw it? You got to see an advanced screening? Yeah. Who are these movies for? I didn't like it. I believe it's out in Singapore already, right? It's been out in Singapore for a while now. Not yet. It stars Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Hunnam. Directed and, uh, by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, honestly, whenever I see these movies, I'm like, who are they making these for? Right, yeah. Like Kings of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Go- same. Yeah. <laughs> um, King Arthur. Um, that other one that came out a couple months ago, what, Ben-Hur? Oh, uh, yeah, Ben-Hur the remake. Yeah, because what the, this is, is this is public domain superhero. Where yeah. they're trying to like rifle through public domain fairy tales and yeah, yeah. legends to do a superhero thing. And yeah, I mean, why it didn't work for me is because uh, Guy Ritchie pitched it as Snatch meets Lord of the Rings. And those two things I don't think went together at all. No, because you have like awesome. the street level Cockney gangster stuff. But then you have giant CGI elephants, so it just really did not gel in yeah. my mind, at least. Yeah, I'm not looking for it. Do it. I like. I like. I think I like to pride myself on the fact that I can watch a trailer and have a pretty good gauge of how the movie. Yeah, you have like Spidey sense, like, right? And fucking yeah, the King Arthur does not look good. I That's why I was kind of yeah. upset with the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. 
I think, oh. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, it no, looks no. like fun. Uh, as in, like, I'm not upset that it looks bad. I'm just saying that I'm upset by how much of the plot they gave. Yes, away. my brother said exact, the exact same thing. He said, like, don't watch a trailer if you can help it. And yeah. of course, it's been playing in front of Guardians, which I've seen three times. Right. Yeah. Well, my, my system is first get to the movie late because there's so many fucking commercials. But wa- if you watch a trailer and watch it once, and by the time the movie comes out, you'll have mostly forgotten it. Like, no, I can't really think of a lot of things that are from the Homecoming trailer. Yeah, really? I can't... I've only seen it once. I can't get that one thing out of my mind that is like, that is an obvious plot Like point. a plot thing, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the whole costume thing. Just turn but it like, right yeah. off. <laughs> turn it off. Uh, also that week, uh, May 12th, is... I don't know if you guys know about this movie. It's called The Wall. Have you heard about this movie? Yes. The Wall. The Wall. It's not that... Well, it's starring <laughs> John Cena and Aaron Tyler Johnson. It's like a sniper movie. It looks like one of those... It looks like uh, direct to DVD, like the Marine, you know. Yeah, pretty much. But it's it, it's a pretty compelling story because it's like, it's like a, a Marine gets gets shot and like there's a sniper standoff and it just takes place in one location. Oh, like, I've heard booth. of this. Yeah, like Barrett. Like I think some of the reviews are saying that the premise sort of wears off after a while. That it I'm feels like it should be a short film. So that's sort of the hearsay. But I've not seen it yet. I'm Do you think John Cena has the potential to reach rock status? No, nope. eventually? No, 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 no he should has. stop acting. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, I think John Cena, he has a little bit of the Mark Wahlberg thing in that his gift is comedy. Mm. So the funnier he is and the less he tries to play it straight, the better he is. Because he was good in Trainwreck, Trainwreck. But he was being like a caricature kind of... A right, yeah. Like and, and he did a similar thing in Sisters where he was a drug dealer to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah, yeah. but when I say that he, he won't reach rock level, that's not a slight on John Cena, that's just the rock the, is just Yeah, this just sort of like the mold, right? Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say though because The Rock started out in Two Fairy and Scorpion King so right, you know yeah. it's it's kind of impossible to really gauge it because if you ask me six years ago is The Rock going to become the highest paid actor higher than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> at some point in the world I would have said fuck off yeah, but even if you just watch them wrestling like The Rock when Dwayne Johnson was wrestling he had so much charisma and acted so well Right, know. yeah. The there is something to be said about how face. long John Cena has been able to sustain an audience. That's he's been, true, yeah. He's been playing I'm, a babyface character for the last decade. I'm, I'm sorry to all the John Cena fans. I just realized I said he shouldn't act. <laughs> now, I just think it's amazing how like, he's been able to maintain the babyface like, um, card for like the last decade. Like I think he's only gone heel like for like a total of six, seven months. I know nothing about wrestling. I follow... Face is good guy, heel is bad guy. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So I followed wrestling and up K-Fabe until... And is like the fakery? No, nah, K- no K-Fabe is a, is, a, is a gimmick. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So, like, you know, they'll call it like, oh, the, the what you call it, the Mr. Sako K-Fabe, something like that. Right. Um, but I followed wrestling up until, like, I think, 2007, maybe. Okay. Then I stopped completely. And every and I, nowadays, I just watch the WrestleManias because right. it brings back nostalgia. So are you like an attitude... You're a fan. Attitude Era and a couple years after. Okay, yeah. I kind of... This is going to sound terrible. I checked out around the same time Chris Benoit did. Oh! <laughs> too soon, dude. You killed it, man. No, yeah. Like, like, the you only thing I know it. about wrestling is I use a lot of the figures in my customs. Right. Fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. Yes. So the rand- it's, I feel like that needs a bit of context. Oh, Chris Benoit killed his family and then killed himself. No, no, no. <laughs> the other Thanks, thing. Nathan. Jed collects... Um, action figures yeah and, and I customize collectibles. them you customize them yeah. he has a Groot action figure right in front of yeah, us can I see that? That's cool. sure yeah there's just a repaint and like a re-sculpt of the face so please please put a link in the show notes that would be oh. awesome this is the photo like, you, this is the photo people are going to see in the episode so awesome. hold on to that yeah that would be cool um, okay so for the rest of May there's a couple movies that are kind of interesting we have first 
on May 19th, we have Alien Covenant. Yeah, I think How Alien Covenant is coming out May 10th. You're using in a US Singapore. schedule, the US right? Schedule, yeah. yeah, like the Singapore schedule, yeah, we're getting yeah, it. Yeah, this is coming out next early. week. I'm excited for it, actually. And so uh, am I, yeah. Dekosh is currently in London, and he had just he's just fresh off the screening. I'm gonna oh, text him about so it right cool. Now. I'm jealous. Yeah, that's yeah. neat, because uh, I did the Alien Day thing when Dekosh was hosting it. You did so, Alien Dating? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Arturian Poontang. <laughs> yeah, I, I did... Oh, well, I, I don't like Where any do kind it? of at this point any kind of dating. Which is good, mouth man. does he go in? Yeah, I very like, interesting. I, which where's the yeah? Hole? Hi, mom's friends. <laughs> no, I mean, do you do it in the big mouth or like the smaller mouth? I just don't think I've. Wow! I, it's All right, the, wow! The, the crotch is like a barbie wow. crotch, right? Wow! Wow! Stop! Well, if the blood is acid, what is the stop? Ooh. Wow! Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Moving. No, in any case, it yeah, could be honey. No. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! No, it is. <laughs> Hi, it, Mrs. Young. Yeah, it is a rape metaphor. Yeah, it really is. It is. Yeah, Gigerds. It's all like phallic and yonic. Anyway. Um, I watched Alien and Aliens on the big screen back to back, and it was pretty cool. And sandwiched wow, in between. Where those, was that? That was at like GV Suntech, and oh, that was on four twenty six, which is Alien Day because mm-hmm. you know LV four two six. So in sandwiched in between those two films, they had five minutes of Covenant. So they showed us like a little preview. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I feel like Covenant, give very much away. I feel like Covenant is the biggest kind of effort they've put into revamp uh, rebooting the series so far. So Perhaps, I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, yeah. and Did because you- it stars Catherine Waterston, I'm going to henceforth refer to this movie as Horrific Beasts and How to Fight Them. <laughs> Have you oh, seen that's the- who she is? I was like, where's that girl's face from? I know that face. Have you seen the the short film that they released prior to the movie? Uh, no, I've not. I feel so good and nerdy. <laughs> uh, they released, like they the released Marsh, a short like film, not a trailer. Type, something like, like, they like filmed that. It specifically oh, oh yeah, okay. Those were like they were. I have not gone and watched it, but they were putting it up on the wall. Of I will the, check that out okay. right after. The, the, yeah, the so right not a trailer, but like a kind of the video diary thing, right? Okay. Yeah, we have to move on, but like. Two questions for each of you guys. Yes. What do you think about the Alien series as a whole? Like it? Okay. It, it? Can I go first? Sure. All right. Yeah, I think the trajectory is really interesting. My favorite is the second one because the second one is James Cameron and it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, the third one, like, I'm very fascinated with the behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, because David Fincher was brought on as a final last-minute replacement. They had already built the sets. They had rewritten the script and then they scrapped everything and they started afresh. And it shows the behind-the-scenes like conflict shows. And then mm-hmm. the fourth one is super, super weird because <laughs> I love the fourth one. So yeah, campy. because it's, it's Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Jean-Pierre uh, Yeah, the guy who did Amelie, Delcatessen. The cast was amazing. The guy in the wheelchair, like his, his oh, go-to yes, actor. Yeah. And Dominique then something. The guy from CSI and right, Gary Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> Winona Ryder. And and it's written by Joss Whedon. Yep. So there's this thing online which I read and I agree with it. It says that if you pay attention to the, each of the character archetypes, he's planting the seeds for Firefly. That those are exactly the same Holy crap. archetypes as the crew members in dun, Alien Resurrection. Done. John's going to be watching Alien for I'm tonight. Be watching it in the Interesting, Alien. right? And I love the whole underwater scene. That, that scene is scary. I think it's one of the scariest fucking scenes. Yeah, and Winona Ryder, she was like definitely afraid of water because she had a near-death experience drowning, almost drowning as a child. So oh, she, God. Yeah, so she had to overcome wow. that and shoot that for like weeks on end in the tank. So props to her, man. Good props to her. Uh, Nathan, what do you think about the Alien series as a whole? Uh, my favorites were Alien vs. Predator and Prometheus. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my second question is... What do I you love Suicide Squad, so no judgment. <laughs> no, judgment no. Okay, so, so um, my thoughts on the Alien franchise. Oh, I, thought, I think it's... Great. I'm, I can't say like I'm a super fan, but I've one, seen all of them and I enjoy them I all quite the a bit. one that actually stands out the best is actually the original one. I used to say that Alien is my favorite, but I think Alien might... No, Alien Alien for me is the best one because it's like the jaws of sci-fi movies. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, and everything is the cat's fault. Yeah, yeah. actually, Jonesy. think about yeah. it, yeah. Um, I, just really quickly, what did you guys think of Prometheus? I was okay with it. I Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that it, it sort of like planted a lot of ideas that it didn't pick up on, but I was 
hoping they would follow it up, and I think they will. So. Jesus was an alien, y'all. Prometheus for me was <laughs> ultimately forgettable. Yeah, I watched I it in a theater. I can't recall a damn thing about it. I just recall the opening scenes with like the the, the weird spaceship. I, I love the fast benderness. <laughs> he was good in it. I must he's, say, he's my number one man crush. Okay, mm. we gotta we gotta move on because there's so many movies to talk I'm about. I'm sorry, we're gonna keep it quick. Yeah, right, so really snappy. quick. Ten seconds on what you guys think about Baywatch, which is coming out May 25th. Not optimistic, but I think uh, Zac Efron and The Rock will make it kind of worthwhile. But everything else will be eh. Could be. I. I. Uh, it could be like Neighbors, but with more skin. Bad Neighbors. Well, nah, I don't know. I, I have no emotions toward this. I'm looking forward to the Jumanji reboot, though. Oh, okay, with Karen Gillan as well. Yeah. Is yeah. She, is she the she cool? is. Starring The Rock, Rock and Kevin Hart. Right, who we've yeah. seen in Central Intelligence, and we mm-hmm. already know that works. There you go. May twenty yeah. sixth brings us Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Ben Hills. Hills. Okay. We were yeah. just talking about this before you came in. Mm. So Johnny Depp has had a recent uh, decrease in popularity because of his whole Amber Heard thing. Yeah, bad publicity run for that guy. Yeah. And someone yeah. like came out and said he's a huge diva. Like one of the crew members came imagine. out. Yeah. I mean, that uh, that's pretty assumed, right? I mean, look yeah, at the guy. No. You think he's a normal dude that just comes on set and goes like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" All right, now I'm going to act all weird. Yeah, he's not like Chris it's, Pratt, it's right? clear it's that he. It's clear that that guy has you know some kind of um, makeup addiction. Well, no, he's the, the, <laughs> he, he's a character both he in, just, on he and off screen. Just closes doors really hard. He's a character on and off screen. I don't believe the allegations that he attacked Amber Heard. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Not entirely. I mean, she's. Uh, I will say this about the movie, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, the let's, let's like, dig ourselves out of a hole before Nathan and I like cover ourselves in dirt. Oh, just, <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just focus, think they were. I choose to focus on. I the just film. think yes, they were. Yes, I just think principle. Amber Heard's kind of crazy. So good luck, Elon Musk. Oh boy, mm. Is she, are they dating? They're dating. Well, look at that. They I was are surprised dating. by that. Yeah. Um, um, I think the first Pirates of the Caribbean is is an excellent movie. It's one a, of my favorites. It's a good perfect stuff. blockbuster. Good stuff. Yeah. Perfect. It's such the sequels are awful. I like four. I like two. Which one was four? Um, mermaids Mer- no I hate Black yeah, Beard. I hated that which one was two um, Curse of the Black- Dead Man's Chest I think chest. that was still okay right it yeah was- Curse of the Dead Chest <laughs> Curse of the Black Chest Curse of the Black Chest so I don't know the main thing I'm looking forward to from the fifth one really really is uh, Javier Bardem because he's one of the best Bond villains in recent memory right from Skyfall mm. yeah I he think, was in something recently, yeah? Javier Bardem? Um, yeah, he was in um, um, ah, Old con- No Country Road Man. No, 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 That no, was no. not recently. I'm, I'm yeah, growing a blank on this. Really recent movie. Because I, t- I remember seeing his face and going... I don't like, remember oh, anything since Skyfall. Right, yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's been in smaller stuff. Or maybe he's been in stuff in Spain. I don't know. Never mind. Uh, it'll, it'll I, occur I to will me. bring this out. This is my, in, uh, my last thought in this is that when you're watching the trailer for this movie, they have that one scene where the new young female lead who is... Kaya Scottolario. She's so pretty. I like her, yeah. But Maze she's runner. like, she's the bitch like, I'm going to take off my clothes, blah, blah, blah. And Johnny Depp was like, yes, do it! And I'm like, dude, there's like, you guys are like, he, he could be your grandpa. Exactly. I, I was a little bit icked out by that. A little icked out. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of Brendan Thwaites. I think Hollywood is trying too hard to make him happen. He's the guy who was in Gods of Egypt and he was also in like... Uh, the Giver and Maleficent. He's, I think he's Australian or something. He, right. He strikes me as a little annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it'll happen. Like they're trying to make him happen. Hollywood. Who was that? Also, they were doing that with what's his name? Riggins from Friday Night Lights. John Carter of Mars. Taylor Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, Gambit. Yeah. Who's Who's directing uh, the new Pirates? Joe Kim Roning and Aspen Sandberg. They're the directors who did. Joe Kim Roning. 
Yeah, okay. I think it's pronounced Joaquim, Joaquim. or Joaquim, Joaquim Ronning. Yeah, Joaquim Ronning on Aspen Sandberg. This is so cool because usually we don't have to, we have to Google stuff, and then we can just ask Jed. <laughs> Yay! And Jed. then I can lose all the contests to Nathan. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, sometimes when the pressure's on, you know. I'm so uh, glad there was no forfeit. I was like, I cannot deal with vinegar. I cannot deal with yeah. that. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, moving into June. Well, sooner than I thought. June 2nd brings us Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. We already know our thoughts on this. We talked about that. Let's blow past it. Yeah. Oh god! I hope it's good. Yeah, and I love like Robin Wright being a badass. So it's it's kind of funny. It's like Manalip was married to Lex Luthor. It's like Claire, why are you wearing strappy leather sandals? This might be a little controversial, but I'm not sure if Gal Gadot can carry a movie. Gal Gadot, yeah, Gal Gadot. I think it's like a hot tea, yeah, because she's Israeli. So Israeli, which is the hottest sell, right? No, but the thing is, we haven't seen her do anything remotely close to that. So I'm that's why I say I'm I'm hoping to be surprised because every time we've seen Gal Gadot on screen, she's very much just eye candy, supporting in Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah, supporting even even you can't even call her that support. In Fast and Furious, she was very much just eye candy. Right, like she yeah. had no real character because she's a supermodel. Qualities. So it's almost yeah. like Giselle Bunchen showing up in you know one of those movies in the two thousands, like Taxi or whatever. Yeah, right. and, and I mean she looks great. And if Wonder Woman were a real person, she would definitely be Israeli. Like yes, a badass yeah, woman. A badass. But I just right? don't know if she can carry a movie. We'll see. I look forward to it. Yeah, I no, I I think she's. I, I feel like she's come into her own. I feel like she's sort of convinced a lot of the people who were previously against her and won most of us to her side. So I'm looking forward to it, but I think your concerns are not unfounded. Yeah. You know the part of it that I'm actually the most iffy about? Mm-hmm. Chris Pine. Oh, no, I, I think, think he's no, going to no. be fine. It's not I that I don't like Chris Pine. Pine. I think Chris Pine is great. You think he's, it's a waste of him? He's great in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what was that spy movie he did with Tom Hardy? It was this weird. This war? Oh, not yeah. good. Yeah. It was weird, but oh, the yeah, but, I mean, cast fucking, was interesting. Was it... Uh, Reese what's, the, what's the cowboy movie? The mm-hmm. modern cowboy movie? The Chris one we, Pine? The one that you surprised me with? He did... Oh, uh... Uh, Hell High Water. Hell High Water. Something about water. Oh yeah, the one yeah. with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Chris really Pine is yeah. Chris Pine is great. I just think that him in this movie is a little bit of a stunt cast. I see. Okay, yeah. I would have preferred to have like a completely fresh actor be the male lead and have Gal Gadot really carry it, right? Yeah, because okay. I think like. Chris Pine is a strong actor, but because of that, I think he's, he might pull attention away. Interesting. From, right. from that's Gal-Gal. the thing. It's like, do you, do you, you're basically saying lower the bar. No, not even that. It's just like, bring someone else in. Fair. You know, someone else that won't be like, oh, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah. So I guess like why I think he's going to work is because Steve Trevor is very similar in many ways to Captain America. He's a boy Rogers, scout. He's a real right? boy scout. Yeah. And Chris Pine was one of the runner-ups for the role when they were casting Chris yeah. Evans. They were looking that at him sense. as well. So yeah, but I, but I think a lot of people come down on that. He should have been Hal Jordan. They should have saved him for Green Lantern himself. He would have been a good Hal Jordan. Yeah, because he's based, Kirk is basically Hal Jordan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, <clears> moving on next week, uh, June 9th is The Mummy. Oh, okay. Which I'm surprisingly super excited for. I'm surprised that Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is like, fuck, we can't get Brendan Fraser. Who do we get? <gasps> Fucking Tom Cruise. Think- okay. <laughs> okay, so here's what I think is going on. I think Universal's blackmailing people. Uh, I can, I can yeah, for the Universal Monsters Universe. Because there's this interesting thing I read where mm. Universal, they bankrolled the Vanity Project that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie did by the sea. Terrible mm-hmm. movie. Terrible. And they said, if you if we give you money for this, you have to be the Bride of Frankenstein. So now they've locked in Angelina Jolie for Bride of Frankenstein. What's Brad Pitt doing? Or is it just Angelina Jolie? Then? I think it's just Angelina Jolie because so, she directed that. So what are the Universal Monsters? You have Frankenstein, you have Dracula, Yeah, you have, you've got the Invisible the Man. That's right. Yeah, the Phantom I think of the Opera. A Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't think you're using those two. But yeah, so Johnny Depp is the Invisible Man. Javier, Bard- Javier Bardem, Bardem is Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. Oh, yeah, shit. wow, he's the monster, right? And and actually, Russell Crowe in this one, he's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. 
So I that's who that. he's playing. Yes. In the mummy? In the mummy. So he's planting the seeds for that. He's, well, he's Russell Crowe is the mummy? No, Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So in the mummy? In the mummy, yeah. So I think he might be their Nick Fury. He might be their connective tissue guy, you know? I'm so confused. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause. Yes. So I did not know that. This mummy movie is not connected to... It's a reboot, right? It's a complete reboot. It's a complete reboot, and it's meant to launch a Universal Monsters universe. So they tried Got this. It. Yeah, they tried this with Dracula Untold, and that did not take. So yeah. this is like their yeah, take two What's of Dracula a, Untold. Dracula Untold is the Luke Evans one, which is like a gritty uh, Dracula uh, yeah, origin I tale, that. I that, where yeah. he was like a tragic hero knight figure. Dracula can't be gritty. Yeah, I, I think like it lost a lot of the mystique, sort of wow. the you know, I do not drink. Mm. Wine. <laughs> wow, look at that. I'm totally blown away. I'm just look I just looked at the moment IMDB. There it is. Russell Crowe, Dr. Henry Jekyll. Alright. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and I also love Sophia Botella, the female lead. What is she been I wish before? I didn't know Kingsman? that. That's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chad. I'm sorry. Chad No, <laughs> I, mean, no I, like, I just had no idea that this movie was used to set up something bigger. I assumed it was just a mummy movie. That was how it was being sold, I think. So That's yeah, how this, it was pitched. The yeah. Kaiju movie. Oh, she was the blade like lady. Yeah, she was Gazelle. Right. And then she was also Jilla in Star Trek Beyond. So yeah, she was good then. She's like this athlete and dancer, so her physicality is super on point. Looking forward to the movie. Love Tom Cruise. I love the Mummy series and it looks like it's gonna be some reboot. I, yeah, I feel it like looks Tom generic Cruise... though. Like that's my main fear is that it'll be just like a like a military movie with a little bit of a supernatural twist. I'm in. I feel like Tom Cruise is the main thing that's selling this because like to me, the last few Mummy movies that came out have been straight to DVD. So it surprises me that I'm talking about the Scorpion King. I like right. the second. Yeah. I like this Mummy two a lot. Yeah, and and I think mm. two of the Dragon Emperor is wasted opportunity all over the place. You got Jet Li, you got Michelle Yeoh, and they just buried them in bad CGI. Yeah, no one likes yeah. Asians. I think is the thing. It's sad because I love the idea of like a Chinese, you know, terracotta warrior monster movie. Yeah. Cool. All right, moving on to June sixteenth next week. Right. Uh, Cars three. Not into it yeah, at all. Either. Army Hammer is the bad guy, and I'm like, eh. yeah, nothing a lot, nothing a lot happening. Not I don't into know a lot it. Of thoughts about that. Uh, week after that is Transformers: The Last Night. Well, okay, I want to talk about Cars for a little bit because go, go, go. Warrior of Love. No, no, no. Because <laughs> uh, okay, so the big difference between Pixar and DreamWorks, I feel, is that DreamWorks tends to tell very conventional stories in very unconventional settings. Mm-hmm. That's a very good way of putting it. But Pixar, they tell. Um, it's less about heroes versus villains, and it's more about people versus life. It's just that villains happen yeah. to happen to be in them. But most times, when you follow the oh, arcs of poetic, I love yeah, it. But when you follow the arc of most um, Pixar movies, like it's less about defeating a villain and more about conquering a personal. They all have a very strong theme or question that you're trying to face. Like exactly like inside out was like, how do you deal with the emotions of growing up? Exactly, and exactly. Up is like, how do you deal with the emotions? Yeah, it's of, like, externalizing it's, an internal struggle. Yeah. It's yeah, always the lead character with nice, fighting with a nice sense yeah. of whimsy. And mm-hmm. It really yes. that's why Pixar films are so great. That's whimsy. why I don't understand whimsy. Cars. And like that whole franchise of movies. It's very cars, DreamWorks. Cars it's, 2. It's very DreamWorks, isn't it? Planes. Was that a movie? Oh, yeah. Dane Cook. I hate Dane Cook. Car, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate Dane That's Cook. That's fine. Like, <laughs> I think the first Cars, you can apply that thing what I just said. So car, the first Cars, remember, it's like the highway and like how does modernization Route affect 66, yeah. The, 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 the small town feeling of things. Like you can apply that to that, right? Yep, yep. But then it just became a cash cow because yeah, fucking the merchandise the for Cars is ridiculous. The yeah. merch for Cars is insane because the That's, first movie... That's the main reason why there's a third one. The, the 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 first movie had a lot of depth to it. It, it. They even got Paul Newman in to do the voice for one of the cars yes, and be the mentor. Yeah, the mentor guy. Yeah. It was very cool. It's just it's just that after that it kind of lost meaning okay. to me because sometimes things can't just be cash grabs. Cash yeah, grabs. yeah. It just feels like because I, I always 
got the feeling that Pixar's um, philosophy was less about if it's successful, we'll make another one. Because you look at Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Super successful, they waited 10 years to make a next one. Um, it's more about, do we have more story to do tell? Do we have ideas, right? Yeah. Exactly. So capitalism and I, has failed us. And I feel like there's that's completely devoid in the Cars franchise. Because of Toy Story, apparently they're making a fourth one. Yeah, they are. Rashida Jones is writing it. I really huh. hope it's not the Cars kind of thing where they just want to get more money. And I yeah, hope that they have a story to tell. And they're doing yeah. some more original stuff too. Like, end of this year, Coco is coming out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The Los Muertos one. You know? I oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. looks Sorry, beautiful. That looks good. Yeah. That's good. Alright, moving on, moving on. Transformers. Uh, yeah. Next one is yeah, Transformers The Last Night. Okay, so um, what I'm like... Okay, I, I really don't like these movies, but the thing I like the most about them, which is what is glossed over the most, is the alternate historical conspiracy idea. <laughs> like, yeah. the whole idea of, okay, the Hoover Dam was built to hide the Allspark. Or the, the uh, Apollo of, mission was... Exactly, it was a cover-up to go, you know, visit the moon. So <laughs> that stuff, to me... It's stuff that should be focused on instead of, you know, all of the Shia LaBeoufness and, and all of people making racist jokes. Well, Mark Wahlberg's taking over now. Yeah, and, and the thing is, with this one, they're promising us King Arthur, they're promising us Nazis. So, For real? I yes, did not know that. Because The Last Night refers to King Arthur. Uh, I, I'm ish, so checked maybe. out of Transformers, I don't even watch this trailer. Yeah, it's and and here's the thing, right? Uh, I I don't like Michael Bay, uh, but I love The Rock. That not Dwayne Johnson, I love him too. But I love that movie he did. The There's Rock a lot of movies actually. His Connery, actually. Connery. Like, yeah, like your your liking Suicide Squad is my liking Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is one of my favorite interesting. Movies. Yeah, Pearl Harbor, like it. I have a soft spot for that because I remember seeing that in theaters and. He was trying to do Titanic is what he was trying to do. So I bought yeah. into it hardcore. But, but there's like there's, I think there's actually I think Michael Bay for me is like a 50-50 cuz I love Bad Boys, a movie of my childhood, Pearl Harbor, I like 13 uh, 13 hours. The Benghazi movie, the I Benghazi didn't like movie. that. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't like that. And uh, I didn't like Pain and Game which a lot of people like. Pain I hated it. Interesting. I, uh, it's boring. divisive. I found yeah. it quite boring. I feel that satire should be done by smart people. Oh, sick burn. Pain and Game was just weird. Like I thought it was it felt disjointed like it, it it felt like a movie of that was how do i say this it felt a lot smarter than it actually was okay you know what it needed it needed a steven soderbergh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it needed a better story. script like, i guess yeah um, um pearl harbor sucked <laughs> pearl but harbor not, sucks but not, what is that yeah, yeah pearl harbor sucks i miss but you but not as much as i miss you yes yeah no no a little more than i miss you haters um <laughs> Transformers not looking forward to it. I, wonder, I do wonder who they're going to be racist towards now. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've seen a single Transformers Eskimos. movie since. <laughs> going to be racist to Eskimos. Yeah. It's about time someone brought down the Inuit. Since I haven't which? seen an, since the second one. Wow. The second, the second one is the one? worst. Revenge, Revenge of the Fallen. Of the yeah, that was made during the writer's strike. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it shows. It shows that like Lucky. Michael Bay ripped up most of the dialogue out of his ass uh, on set. It's not just that. For me, the biggest hole in Revenge of the Fallen, and you know, to anyone out there that have, hasn't seen it yet or is intending to see it soon, Cares. look out for this part. At the end of the, towards the end of the movie, at the big battle sequence, there is a scene where Bumblebee and his friends get captured, but you don't see how, you don't see where... <laughs> It's completely out of context because the oh scene, boy. the scene preceding it, they were kicking ass. Yeah, and yeah. then they cut to another scene. Then the next scene, they're captured, and then it's like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. What? What happened in the middle there? I and feel like this is an important plot point because it then sets out a chain reaction of events. But then there's no satisfying, uh, a satisfactory like reason as to why it even happened in the first right, place. Right. Yeah, and you can see the pyramids of Giza straight from the red rose city of uh, Petra. So it's like Jordan is right next to Egypt. It yeah, makes really no sense. That up. I mean, that's a little bit more like in depth, but in terms of just basic editing and like 
plot yeah, holes. Your point stands better. <laughs> Again, the thousands of people that you see at the end of the credits, and no one noticed that you didn't show the scene where Bumblebee and the yeah, rest of his team do, gets do you captured. Think, do you think that's like a well, audiences are dumb sort of thing from studios? Do I do you think audiences are dumb. But uh, I mean, I wish there were more know, inceptions man. that escaped through the cracks. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a very like chain of command thing where like right, it, by committee, right? A yeah. bit like in the army. You know, where like no one says anything, even though they know something is very wrong, because it's just the chain of command is just so high that like even if you said something, there's nothing that you can I, do. I think it's just like I don't know. I think just no one sets out trying to make a bad movie, but it's hard to make a good movie. I think that's mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, moving right along, next week is the June twenty eighth. It's the movie I'm, I think I might be looking forward to the most is Baby Driver. Oh, Edgar Wright. Edgar yeah. Wright. And who does he have? Ansel Elgort, right? Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Elgort. Who's just a star. He really is. Yeah. This cast is ridiculous. Ansel Elgort, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, John Berenthal, Kevin Spacey, Lily James, Flea, apparently is in it. <laughs> the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah. And he was, in a, he was in a series as well with uh, Shaq. I did not know that. Flea yeah, there, there's a TV series. Okay, like, I've, I believe I've brought this up once in the show. But there was a... I think it was... Google Powers Activate. No, no, no. I think it was Amazon. It was either Amazon or Yahoo. Like one of those like weird web companies. Web streaming, yeah. They were trying a web series. And the entire premise of the show is this kid who has two imaginary friends. <laughs> real life Flea and real life Shaq. Oh, jeez. That's nice. I They're, like that Like they, they play themselves and they're imaginary characters. Yeah, it's um, called Heisten. Yeah, Heisten. I've never heard, I've never of, heard of this. Yeah, interesting. I'm learning stuff. Amazon, I'm getting right? I'm getting beaten by Nathan in contests, and I'm learning stuff. So I don't believe they actually ended up doing a whole series. Yeah, they only have. So they're like testing the waters of that. Yeah, they Chris, they only did a pilot. It was yeah, one weird. episode. Right. Look at the yeah. cast too. I mean, Curtis Parnell, uh, Chris Parnell, Curtis Armstrong from you know Revenge of the Nerds, Mary Lynn Reichkub, the aforementioned Flea and Shack. Right. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, and like Baby Driver, it sort of reminds me of that movie. Like I'm blanking on the name, but John Joe Carnahan directed it, and it starred uh, Chris Pine, and mm. it was about this Hollywood chauffeur. Mm. Yeah, and and What's it that? Was, that sounds awesome. Oh, no, yeah, it's that? called Stretch. 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 Yeah, it was. I think it was like pulled from studio release, and Joe Carnahan threw a fit. Mm. But yeah, it's sort of like his satire on Hollywood culture, and it's right. about this guy who was forced to like ferry crazy rich guys and he gets caught up in a conspiracy like a gangster thing and it's all like in the limo <laughs> that's cool uh, the rest of June doesn't really have anything remarkable the physical movie 3 well, whatever Amityville the Awakening no but Ju- July is crazy so that's July cool. 7th is Spider-Man Homecoming mm. which I think is going to be great I like Tom Holland like, I when, do like Tom Holland after I watched The Impossible I was like this kid really reminds me of Christian Bale in Empire of the Sun which was The Impossible again I don't think I watched that the, the, the um, Tsunami movie the Bali movie Ooh, yeah. with Ellen McGregor yes he, who has the high ground always Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Naomi Watts. <laughs> Don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> I get Which, it. Because you know, in this movie, he had to go to high time, ground to yeah, avoid the, the tsunami. tsunami. It makes it sound like I made a joke at the expense of tsunami victims. Which so is <laughs> here's the thing. It's been long enough. Here's the thing: is um, you know, in in fucking Phantom Menace. Darth Maul had the high ground. <laughs> but is that why? Is that like... No, that's why, right? He's like, okay, this is what happened when Darth Maul had the high ground. I flipped hey, over did, him. When did he have the high that's ground? That's what... When he was like... Yeah, he was hanging, hanging on the to the... Yeah, the, the well, oh, like, oh, kind of thing. Understood, understood, understood. Right, but then Darth Maul came back. He has robot legs now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Mm. What you gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna watch The Impossible later. That sounds good. Yes, it's good. Um, Solid movie. You'll yeah. cry. Heartbreaking. I oh, Edwin McGregor. He acts like a fucking beast so like, the guy who did the impossible not the candle he's the beast <laughs> yeah aha it used to be my apprentices arms were in fire and now mine are how the tibbers have turned 
right there. Right Boom. there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next is Spider-Man Homecoming, which is going to be awesome. Yep. I, I, oh, poor Michael Keaton cannot get wings off his back. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, he can be in, he can be winged in any movie. He does. It's fine. Batman, Birdman. Yeah, he's like culture. winged in Mr. Mum. Uh, July 14 is War of the Planet of the Apes. Looks beautiful. Looks awesome. I yeah, and this, this guy is going to do the Batman. Like Ben Affleck vacated the uh, the the director oh, seat and gave it to over. Matt Reeves. Oh. Wait, what? Oh. So the director of Donald Planet of the oh, Apes. Oh, got it, got it, got yeah. it, got it. And War um, of the Planet of the Apes. I. Planet of the, this new Planet of the Apes by far the most surprising franchise. Insane. So I totally good. agree with you. Each one better than the last. Blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, and it's such a great place to start. So, yeah, I really want to do something like that, but for VR Man. Mm. So please. VR Man. <laughs> VR Man is an old TV series in Singapore that oh. kind of flopped. Um, it was about a... It's basically Robocop in Singapore. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, yeah. so the villain is called Click Click Man is all you need to know. Literally yeah. all click, you... Click click, click Click Man. Click Click Man. I am so in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's gonna be good. Uh, moving on to next, the week after that, I'm telling you, man, July is packed. It is, isn't it? July 21st is Dunkirk. Mm. Oh, Christopher Nolan doing a war movie. I can't wait with yeah. Harry Styles and yes. Tom Hardy. And like this, this is really stacked. <laughs> yeah, and Ma- Mark Rylance, the guy who won the Oscar for Breakfast. He's so Spies. good. He's we're living in okay, like we're currently living in an era where Christopher Nolan is doing a movie starring Harry Styles. So I feel like I'm you know, in, man. Yeah, but look, yeah, 20, 2017, you know? Tom Hart, it's like non-stop. Okay, so cast. does this mean that Zayn will be in Westworld season two? Exactly. I'll watch the yeah. shit out of that. <laughs> Just don't put Liam in anything. He's the worst. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking a stand. He's taking a stand. I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, just, just to highlight this cast, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, Mark, uh, Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, Harry Styles, James Darcy, uh, Adam Long. This is a very good cast. It is, yeah, and and it's sort of telling a story which not which hasn't really been explored on film. The Dunkirk evacuation. Yeah, which do you know about the Dunkirk? Not a single thing. My brother's a history major, so I've learned about it. From I'm him. a World War II buff, so it is an interesting story. But cool. yeah. it seemed really like anticlimactic. It's basically like, oh, we fucked the, the Germans. We we fucked up. We let them get back yeah. to England. It, there are so many tiny boats. Why, why are the tiny boats? That's basically it. I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't discern either of those accents. <laughs> yeah, they were both pretty bad. No, it's like there was. I would rate my accent a nine out of ten. Nine. Um. Yeah. It's just basically there was a, there was a, a fight in Dunkirk, France. Um. The the British lost. Uh, they had him trapped, and somehow the British got away. That's that's well, Dunkirk. Spoiler! Come on. So the whole thing is about how they <laughs> stage the evacuation, okay. like the logistics of it. But I feel like it's going to be so much more. It's Christopher Nolan, so it's right, the logistics yeah, of it. You just you just sold the movie so well. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's all about, it's about yeah. the logistics of an evacuation. It's, it's yeah, okay. they're going to be pie charts. It's, and it's basically a fire drill. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan films a fire drill. I would watch that. I would watch anything Christopher Nolan does. Yes. Okay, so the uh, July finishes up kind of weird. Okay, um, okay. It has an inconvenient sequel. What? Oh, it's Al Gore? Al Gore, Inconvenient Truth. Okay. Two. Okay. Uh, the so emo- it's, the it's emoji. It's not called an inconvenient truth, even more inconvenient. No, in, in Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> Why was it called the inco- or, or like the inconvenient two? Yeah, yeah, you know, truth, like 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 too fast, yeah. too furious, you know. T r w o o t h. That's awful. Uh, there's the emoji movie, which I didn't know was. Oh, uh, starring T J Miller. Okay, Patrick Stewart is voicing the shit emoji. Yeah. So this is where we're coming from. Where oh it's my like, God. yeah, what is yeah. happening? Like, yeah. Charles, why are you excrement? So but like, Vargara is the flamenco dancer. I just find. Oh it my God, so <laughs> is that racist? Probably. It is right. Probably. It is. 
It is racist. It's one of those stunt casting movies okay? that, like, I really hope is... Okay, because, like, I was super excited before the Angry Birds movie came out. I was surprised by that. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would hate it. But it uh-huh. wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Interesting, yeah. Because I wanted Lego movie levels. Oh, no, I was great. not expecting that at all, yeah. Only because it seemed like such a sellout that I didn't... And But they had a good cast. Also, like, you, you were hoping it would transcend. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Much like the Lego movie, because when the Lego movie was oh, coming out... I like, loved the Lego yeah, movie. I thought Cash Grab. But then when I saw it, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did a really good job yeah. with it. Um, so, yeah, the Lego- so so, Batman movie like disappointed me a little bit. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I didn't like it a lot. But when I when I when I uh, saw Angry Birds, I was expecting something that would transcend to some of its parts. Right. But yeah. It wasn't quite that. No. I'm, I'm hoping that for the Emoji movie only because it sounds so overwhelmingly dumb, and I feel like any smart person in Hollywood or any smart person in the history of the world can see this as like okay, it's clearly a cash grab. It's clearly like a um, a cheap move. So the only thing we can do is make this movie undeniably good. Yeah, so you're hoping from the Nadia will spring brilliance. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just hoping that it's undeniably good. I yeah. really hope so. I mean, from they the have abyss Patrick. will rise a masterpiece. I love TJ Miller. He's a genuinely funny person. He He's was crazy. so funny in Deadpool. Yeah. He's cr- if, if, if you guys haven't seen... Um... Silicon Valley. No, fuck. What's love it Silicon called? Valley. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? He, he he does this talk show on Adult Swim uh, where he plays a monster. Um, <laughs> that rings such a bell. He's just this... He's no, in a costume. Yeah. He's, he's this, in a mascot suit. I just suit. did such a douchey thing where I anticipated what someone was going to say and I got it wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Silicon it was... Silicon is good though. Uh, yeah. No, Silicon Valley. That's undeniably good. But TJ Miller, he does this uh, show called... Um, uh, the Goreburger Show. There we go. Okay. It's called The Goreburger Show and he is dressed in this costume... Oh my god! He puppets this costume for the entire show. It's a variety show. It's the strangest thing, right? But that looks like the Dark Crystal it's Labyrinth. Like, it's yeah. like his passion project, and you can tell that he's a genuinely creative, funny, hilarious. So, improviser. so it's kind of like the president show where guys wearing like the Trump makeup and something like yeah, that. Okay. Something, but less parody, more absurdism. Right, more yeah. like Dadaist. Yeah, okay, cool. Anthony. Almanick Atamanwick Atamanwick the Trump impersonator he's so good the new ones yeah because I've only just realised how hard it is to do a Trump voice like for the whole time my Trump voice was Alec Baldwin and it was just like (laughs) Alec Baldwin but worse I I saw Atamanwick first so he's kind of been my guy and I I hear that Baldwin bases it off of Anthony and I can yeah and they have like a Twitter beef they do it's really intense yeah Atamanwick is good Let's see here. Uh, that's the end of July. August is like nothing really. Yeah, August is, is usually the dump zone, the end summer dump zone. But some people are getting smart to it. Yeah, the only thing that really it's like jumps the out January of summer. Yes, <laughs> very well said, Nathan. <laughs> the only thing that's jumping out at me is the Dark Tower. Mm. Oh yeah, I feel like we've heard not enough about that. Idris yeah. Elba. I feel like they might be trying to sneak this under the radar. Was like we'll cut our losses. I think so because I feel like Dark Tower is one of those things that it feels like it should be a TV show. Yes, yeah. Everyone was saying HBO, Netflix. You know, Netflix. Spe- speaking yeah. of speaking of uh, author TV show things, uh, has anyone checked out the pilot for American Gods? Yeah, no, I no, I've not. I saw it. I'm into it. Yeah. I think I'm going to read the book right now. Okay. I've already downloaded my Kindle and I'm looking forward to it. I've, oh, had, I have, a, I have I've had a friend who told me that she didn't like uh she thought the gore was incompatible with with the story. I don't know. The gore in the moon? Yeah, because it's Brian Fuller, right? The guy who does Hannibal. Yeah. 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 Uh there is a lot of like and it's also on stars, so there's a lot of like super red 
computer animated blood, but <laughs> I, I'm super slow with the idea. And I've like, it's so weird because I feel like I should be a Neil Gaiman fan. Wait, but it's I American Gods on Stars. It is, yeah. Oh, I was under impression. Oh, Stars. I, I thought it was on Stars. FX Stars. for some reason. It, nah. it feels like an FX. Thing. It, it feels like an, an FX, FX show, yeah, yeah. Like creature or something. Yeah, so that not much happening in August, September. Uh, and we might as well go to the rest of the year here. Yeah, uh, we move into September, the fall season. I have ten minutes. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> Before his head like explodes. Uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, which oh, trailer just came out. Just I, I love week. it. I love that the the British are all like we are perfectly impeccable in wearing suits, so. and the Americans are Yankee cowboys. Yeehaw! I love that. I love that. That is so campy. It's and perfect. funny, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I did not realize Elton John is in this. Dude, so many people. Who, who's the American? What's the Channing wait, what's Tatum? The, Channing Tatum plays. What do they call again? He saw it on his belt. Cowboy Joe. I don't know something like that. No, yeah, they're they're all like. There's some naming convention for the Americans because the naming convention for the English people are the knights. The knights people. and yeah. the American ones. I've read this somewhere, but anyway. Yeah, so have I. But uh, it looks great. I'll it looks Google great. It. Is it like wait. cowboys, like John Wayne, shit like that? It's something like that. Uh, Clint. Okay. Welcome to the good hang now with fifty percent more googling. <laughs> no, we do do a lot. Yeah, of and and it's like what is funny is the American version of Mark Strong is Halle Berry, mm, which I don't know how you square that, but I love it. And the villain now will be Julianne Moore. So I'm hoping she doesn't just do uh, Elma Coin, right? I'm hoping she doesn't she doesn't just do her villain villain ish character from. Hunger Games because I like that but I want to do something different I also don't want her to do exactly the same thing that Samuel L. Jackson did which is like right. high camp you know lisping sort of Bond villain but yeah she's she's like the head of this Illuminati like secret uh, society so that's who she is I'm into uh, it man I love it uh, go back to the list real quick and it's what? so funny yeah I, I, because Jeff Bridges is also in this I want him to do so many big Lebowski jokes mm. yeah they, they also reunited <laughs> in The Seventh Son which is eh, this is such a meh fantasy <laughs> movie all uh, the Americans are named after liquor <laughs> Channing Tatum is tequila Pedro Pascal my boy from Game of Thrones is whiskey oh yeah Jeff Bridges is champagne yeah champagne's the boss okay let's run through the list blah, blah, blah. run through the list real quick since we gotta wrap things up uh, real quick um, I'll just run it's through the list left. anything that catches your attention just say stop Wait, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, the Lego Ninjago movie okay fun yeah um uh, Flat none of these Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yes, I didn't I even know that was a thing. Right, dude, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Ryan, Ryan Vel- Gosling. Vel- on the same Harrison day. Ford. So on the on the same day, my Dave little, Bautista. My Little Pony, the movie. Oh yeah, that one has Tay Diggs in it. That's all I remember. That's gonna be good. Um, there is well, the rest of it seems pretty. Yeah, I mean, when you get harmless, to, when you get into fall, it's like it's like things will surprise you or are not like you know they're not. Yeah, there's a bit of a fall off. I, I am okay. So I am seeing in late October there is a Cloverfield movie yep. that's coming Untitled out. Untitled Cloverfield oh, thing. Cloverfield. Excited! I um, love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Blew so my mind. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And speaking of previously, there's another Saw movie coming out. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether this is a reboot or a sequel. I it's don't know what's Saw, going It's on. called Saw Legacy, so it's like. Like Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I think we should wrap things up real quick with. Um, quick talk about or like speculations on uh, the, 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 the big Justice question mark yeah. yes the big yeah. question mark that is Justice League okay um, <laughs> alright uh, crucify Jet upside down time let's go alright um, these nails are uncomfortable guys no 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 like, <laughs> personally I think it looks great yeah I think it looks yeah. great because they, they um, they're working of an ensemble they're working of a fairly strong cast and I think they are kind of subverting the 
um, image of Aquaman and making him a chill kind of guy, like almost like a surfer dude kind of vibe. Right, um, yeah, because like my favorite version of Aquaman, he's the angry Viking, the blonde hair, the mm-hmm. one where he's a hook for yeah. a hand, mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. a beard. So he's closer to that. Yeah, but like even but I, I've seen some clips of uh, what's his face, Khal Drogo as Aquaman and um, Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Jason Momoa, and like the the way that the scenes look, like he seems like he's like almost a comic relief character. Yeah, because he's like swigging from the the bottle. Yeah. Is that yeah. what they're going with? Okay, I think I thought he was gonna be another one. I don't want to be. Hero. Yeah, it looked very self serious. That's and what it, I thought and first. It only looked like Flash was gonna be the one who kind of like I enjoy having powers. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Flash and Aquaman are gonna be the two kind of like comic reliefs because Superman and Batman are such downers in right. Because yeah. I think um, Aquaman, if they're going in the direction, I hope they're going in. He's kind of like uh, Star Lord because he's a mm. demigod. Yeah. You know, mm. he has a human dad and an Atlantean mom. Yeah. And he sort of lives his life not knowing really his heritage. And then mm. his, his like, betrothed says, come on down to the ocean where the seaweed is always greener and somebody else is like, so we need you mm. down here. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he has, like, an evil brother figure like Loki. So, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's, the, the, who's the villain in Justice That's League? what I was going to ask. Who okay, is the villain? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is uh, the... Yeah. He's, I don't know who that is. He's the herald of Darkseid. He was he was in the bonus scenes in in BVS. Yeah, playing with the cube with uh <laughs> with, with with Jesse Riddler. Um, okay, so he's gonna be played by Kiaren Hines, whom I love. I love him. Yes. Who so is that? I, uh, I know him from like you know, Rome. He was Julius Caesar. Yes. No. He was Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. Yeah. He was the villain in Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life. He was <laughs> the one of the badasses in Munich. No. Yes, I think you yes. know his face. I he was the guy face. who got caught in the honey trap. In yeah, he got caught in the honey yeah, trap. the hot girl killed him. No, so yeah. Munich, Munich with Munich. with uh, Viggo Mortensen. No, with Daniel Craig. Uh, yeah, Viggo what Mortensen was Eric Bana, directed by Steven Spielberg. Right, yeah, got the, it. Understood. The Olympics one, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so he's the villain, and I'm not sure if they're bringing out anybody else, but I love how they use that Godsmack cover of Come Together in the trailer. I'm uh, I'm getting so sick of that. Like the whole you don't like, like that, right? Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not a popular song. And it's like just that editing to it. Everyone is doing but it. But I think like the trend use. I I prefer the classic rock thing more to the sure. haunting like. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. A joke. yeah. Yeah, You know yeah. that sort of thing which you did. No, the one that really killed it for me was in San Andreas, and it did California <laughs> Dream. Oh god! I think it. I think it peaked with Suicide Squad. Suicide I'm, I'm happy we are. Oh yeah, I'm, that did it well. They should have won an Oscar for best trailer. Mm. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm over the. I'm happy the dubstep trailer is over. I'm happy that the the whole creepy music um, trailer is over. I, oh, but the one that does it best is Social Network, mm. the children's choir cover of a uh, creep. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. But I'm getting so sick of the whole like classic rock cover version of classic rock songs. Right. Just because yeah. it's becoming so expected. Like why? Why does every? I I, I get that you know following a trend. Right. I get that financial models dictate that you have to follow what was successful before. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know be a little bit more predictable and like be be a little bit less predictable. In, that like, makes your, sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'm excited for Justice League only because. I think they have a lot less ground to cover this time. Yeah. In terms of like character building. Less setting up, I yeah. hope. They yeah. only need to set up Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Yeah, because in, in the comic contrail, it looked like Batman was going around getting a members for a band. It's like, do you play bass? I, love that. That's I want my you on fa- drums. That's my favorite thing in any movie. Yeah. Can you carry heavy together. stuff? You could be our roadie. Yeah. The origin sequence, like where they have to bring the team together. The montage, yeah. And I mean, I love the dynamic between Batman and Wonder Woman in the cartoon. So if they if they nod to that, I would love it. Like, right. not necessarily romantic, but sort of the unlikely knight and princess thing. And then there, there's always that line during that scene where it's like, ah, oh, he was the best of his time, but you know, he, he he's been off his game for the last 10 years so much cocaine we have to bring him back and then they bring we have to rescue him from under the mountain of cocaine (laughs) I think I'm looking forward to Justice League uh, basically for Schadenfreude 
You horrible mm. person. I can't wait to hate it. Can't wait. I hope it surprises me, but I'm not. I'm not expecting it. Like no, I, I think. I, I think Thor might bury it. <laughs> I think Thor is gonna kick its ass. I'm so sad. Ragnarok's gonna be great. Ah! Ragnarok. Yeah. I, I, I want it to be good because I really adore Taika Waititi. I love him. I just really hope that he what doesn't do get the, the... I just hope he doesn't get the fan four stick um, kind of... Uh, right. No, I, I doubt where it. Where he gets overshadowed yeah. by the studio. Yeah. No one can do no. <laughs> Taika Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, I mean... Okay, I really, really hope that Alan, Alan Grant, um, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum share screen time because both of them are in this one. And I don't want them to do a jutsu two where you know they tease so hard they tango and cash. So, life will find a way, man. Yes, life will find life a will way. And Jeff Goldblum is in Jurassic World Jurassic 2. Jurassic World 2, which so, is next year, right? Yes, JB Honor, so this is the same director who did The Impossible. Mm. Oh, it's gonna be good. And then I mean the rest of the year there's Thor Ragnarok. I mean the Thor Ragnarok, there's just And then there's really... like a very, very small indie movie at the end of the year called Star Wars and Last Jedi. So yes. I don't think a lot of people are looking That's for it. That's the way we have to talk about that in Jumanji. It's gonna be Good year for movies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, Star Wars The Last Jedi is probably going to pick up all the Independent Spirit Awards and, like... An Obie Award or something. Yeah, it killed it, like, Sundance, right? Such a small little I'm instrument. For, I'm looking forward to it. I cannot... <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. That that trailer... Okay, so, in 40 years, is Daisy Ridley also going to be having a beard hiding on an island? It's like a small boy comes and finds her. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're never escaping this black hole. <laughs> wait, um, like, I'm okay with that. Circle of Life repeats itself. It's like, bearded Daisy Ridley teaching a small boy how to do lightsaber tricks. But... Hey man, so we we just spoke about movies for about like two hours. Holy shit! Oh, yeah, <laughs> time flew so fast. You guys are awesome. It was great, Jed. Thank you so much for coming down to the studio and joining really us. Do appreciate uh, it. Really, just thank like, you for having me. Yeah, I'm man. on a high right now. Like, I think I'm <laughs> addicted to this room. So, um, <laughs> listeners, if you want to find Jed, you can pick up a copy of F Magazine. Uh, you write um, articles on it. Is it a bi-weekly? It's magazine? monthly, and my website where I repost some of my reviews mm. is jedyong.net. So that's J E D D J O N G dot N E T. J E D D J O N. Remember, it's J O N G, not Y O N G. Yeah. So, uh, link in the description. Uh, do you have an Instagram, Twitter you want to plug? I do, quick? yeah. On Instagram, I'm at Jed the Jedi. So that's J E D D T H E J E D I. Same nah. thing on Twitter, yeah. I came up with that when I was 12, and I think it stuck. <laughs> and you can also listen to him if you know, if you, if you like his voice. To, uh, a lot from from listening to this episode you can listen to more of his voice on kiss 91 point I kiss 92 yeah i'm <laughs> kiss on with, uh, joshua simon he's kind enough to have me on every week as jedi the movie guy so i chat about movies with him on the good night kiss with josh so that's 8 p.m to 12 a.m wednesdays and friday nights Got on it. kiss 92 yeah yeah so if like you're fun. if you're down for that check it out wednesdays and friday nights 8 to 12 um jed the movie guy all right jed i the movie guy jedi the movie guy yeah. all right man. i jed i i jed i <laughs> Alright, it's time to wrap it up. This has been crazy. This has been the most I've ever talked about movies in my life. I love every second of it. Um, to say goodbye to our guest, Jess, uh, Jed, every week we ask our guest to say thanks for the hang. So In your own special mind. way. This is me. Thanks for the hang. What? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Look. Come, come with me from? if you of want the to movie live. aftermath. Uh. Yes, yes. An air traffic controller. Let the plane carrying my wife smash into another plane. Yes. Oh my god, that's a real movie. It is a real movie, yes. I'm trying to win Oscars, yes. I want to watch it. It looks like Maggie. Okay. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. That's a weird thing. That's... That's a sign-off. <laughs> I, I love the fast-benderness. <laughs> he's, he's my number one man crush.